Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Black Married Men Working Podcast. The quotable of the week is, sometimes struggles are exactly what we need in our lives. If we were to go through our lives without any obstacles, would we be crippled? We would not be as strong as what we could have been. Give every opportunity a chance, leave no room for regrets. most important thing in business is honesty, integrity, hard work. You need uh, somebody? Uh, uh, when I need proof, I pray that I find the truth. Feel like it's pulling my tooth and what's done in the dark. Slowly letting me loose, my love right by my side. She know I ain't got no goof. Picture me, tossing in my sleep. I'm fighting demons alone. She hugging me, screaming, we. Picture somebody bringing life to your life. Got the plug, told Virgil, right wife for my wife. Nick it easy. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode. Got through it. <laughs> About time. <laughs> we have a very, very, very special episode today. We have our wives back on the episode to talk about something very, 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 very serious. So, before we get into it, Aunt, can you go ahead and introduce yourself? Let us know how your week was and your beautiful wife. Hey, y'all. Um, I am good. I am great. To the right of me, I have Bose. Bose Bishop. Can y'all play some Rick Ross music? No. <laughs> <laughs> we don't pay nothing enough for that. How you doing, baby? Rose, Rose will immediately demonetize. <laughs> How hey was your week, babe? Um, my week, I have no idea how it goes or ends. I am sleep deprived, but I'm here. Thanks for having me. And then to my left, I have the beautiful. Mrs. Roten. Hi, guys. How was your week, Bay? My week was wonderful. It ended with a raise and a promotion. We getting that coin. Yes, coin. Yeah. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. Can we give we, 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 applause? Getting that coin. I actually like the applause we just did, though. Like, yeah. group effort, John. We got to record that. <laughs> but yeah, so my week was fine. It was great. Um, I enjoyed the weekend. Um, so, yeah. Wrong. When you getting your driver's license? Mm-mm. Hmm. What they have to do with wrong? They disrespect. Nothing at all. <laughs> I got mine. Okay. Mine. You ain't talking about it. You should have told me keep your, keep your driver's license. Don't call. No choke. No choke. <laughs> Mm. My driver's license out here. Uh. <laughs> my week was, uh, was, my week was pretty good. Uh, it was like, the, so the closest place I get the Mother's Day I think with my grandma. So that's kind of like why I just feel like, like kind of like stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, but aside from that, I am good. Uh, to the left of me, I have my wife here. You want to speak to the people? Hello, podcast people. We got to give our listenership a name. Hmm? The BM2 Squareders. 
No. Shut up. No. That's corny. No. No. <laughs> no. All right. And then uh, we're going to keep it moving along. Um, some of you have already known this person here on previous episodes. Mr. The two hours. The long-winded. <laughs> legendary. Geo Johnson. Vitriolic. Geo Johnson. Vitriolic. Yeah. <laughs> 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 What's going on, people? Um, Geo Johnson here. Um, my week actually was pretty good. Very productive from a work front. Um, kids are doing what the kids are supposed to be doing. Um, to my left is um, my reason for being. Um, the person that keeps me in line and keeps me uh, short, sweet, and to the point. <laughs> Mrs. Uh, Adari Johnson. How are you doing this week, my love? I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for having me, you guys. Um, my week was good. It was productive. It was overwhelming. Uh into the weekend it was really busy but overall really good all right so we're gonna get into it um what, <laughs> what are you doing go ahead my fault he's the phone check nick <laughs> dude the fuck you're in my area on <laughs> <laughs> uh, some serious stuff we're gonna talk about a very sensitive topic here um and uh, this is gonna, I know that this is going to be a very... It's going to be a tearjerker. My lover keep pushing me away. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Which, which they don't know a word. No, no. <laughs> on, on, on a very serious uh, note here. Um, He's asleep. He's got some... We're going to be talking straight. about... We're going to talk about infertility. Um... A very, 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 very deep topic. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. Um, so um, hold on, Steph. Go not, not only infertility, but uh, a host of other things that can prevent childbirth. Not not just infertility though. So multiple issues, you know, that a lot of people may have when they come to, you know, trying to start a family and stuff like that. So. You know, so so a lot of people can you know feel what we talking about. Yeah, a lot of people want to finish that statement. First comes love, then comes marriage, then comes somebody with a baby carriage. And Yo, lot, I ain't heard that right? in a long right? time. <laughs> right, it's trying to it's trying to finish that little it's trying to finish that little line right there. Yeah, um, it it can be uh, it can be stressful, and I and I think that it is not just stressful for. The women i mean it, it is definitely stressful for the women but it can also be stressful for their partners as well like you know as the men in these women in those women's lives like you know we we as men kind of act as like the the rock the foundation mm -hmm. for those women and sometimes it's like it's hard when it's something that's out of your control you know what i mean so, mm -hmm. so actually we're definitely going to get on that that's the first thing i was going to ask um is the mental state of both women and men um their take on infertility um, Gio, since you actually started, can we, you know, your, what is your mental state and as well as your wife's, um, on the fact of being infertile? Um, it's, it's difficult for me because I stand in two places. Um, you know, I've, you know, I've had, I've had other relationships. I've had two prior relationships, um, before my current marriage and, you know, I was able to, um, to have kids. You know, so I have I have uh, three. I, I always say I have three, and I picked up one in an acquisition. So, um, you know, I'm I'm I have four, 
And so it's, you know, for me, it's like, I understand like, all right, you know what? I got kids. And, but it's like in dealing with my wife and my wife's, um, you know, and she can probably talk, speak to it better than I can. For me, it's like, I'm in it for her because, you know, I kind of know, all right, I know I can play my role. You know what I mean? I, I've done it three times. So I know that I, you know, that I can do what I need to do. But, you know, it's, it's trying to be as supportive as possible when your partner is going through something like this, where it's like they struggling and it's like you see the struggle and it's not like, oh, yeah, I can um, I can just punch him off in the mouth and resolve this issue or I can just go to work extra hours and resolve this issue or I can just, you know, just stand in the breach and take the hit for her and and resolve the issue. It's like stuff that we're accustomed to. Yeah, yeah. stuff that's, you know, um, as men, I like to say, typically, you know, men, we can't find a problem. We don't we don't have a problem that our our dick or our wallet can't solve. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so when when you when you encounter those problems that can't be solved with money or can't be solved with any physicality, it's like, like what do I do? And a lot of times it's just being present, just being like in that space and not like, you know, I'm sitting next to her, but I'm on my phone. It's like actually being in the moment and um and going through them going through those feelings with her feeling those feelings so that you know she knows that she's not in it by herself gotcha Derry, you want to touch on that um my mental state on infertility right now is renewed hope it's been two years since we've been trying to conceive and it's been a struggle and a half and we've had an ectopic pregnancy and have not gotten pregnant since then now we're going through IVF, and now it's kind of like I'm seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, but even though I have renewed hope, I'm not resting all of my eggs in that basket because I know just how quick this journey can make it could take a turn. Right. And because it's taken that turn on us so many times, I'm just kind of like taking it day by day. Like whatever comes on this day is what I'm going to deal with today. And I'm not trying to think about next month and two months from now and three months from now because that's how you spiral out of control and you become obsessive about it which is really hard because it's such an obsessive process as a woman if you are a woman that wants to have children so uh real quick when you say obsessive could um on on a scale like could that be a could it be bad or good right but on a scale could it be like more bad or more good when you become upset if that makes sense what i'm what i'm saying i think it really depends on the type of person that you are and where your extremes lie so if you're a person that all you're doing is eating sleeping and breathing the idea of getting pregnant and having a baby and that is all you care about it can be a bad thing because you're focusing all of your energy into this thing that hasn't even come into fruition yet mm -hmm. and you're missing out on the joy of everyday life gotcha. i was there where it was like everything I thought about, everything I wanted was surrounded by me getting pregnant and having a baby with this man. And it got to the point where it was like, I just need to like step on the brake because I was missing out on everyday joy in my life. Things that were actually good that was happening to me, to him, to our family, because I was so obsessed with having a baby. Now, my quote unquote obsession with having a baby is more so like, I'm excited about it and I'm ready for it. Like this morning I was on TikTok looking at baby clothes and it wasn't like, oh, I'm not thinking about baby clothes right now. 
Like, it was in the moment. I did it. And it was like, cool. When I get pregnant and have a baby, I'm going to go to this place and get some clothes because they're cute. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I really think it depends on what your mindset is. Being obsessed with something, it could take you down a really negative path. Or if you're able, if you're strong enough mentally to switch it off, it can be a good thing too. Because it gives you something to look forward to. Chef, have you have you gotten to that stage yet? And if you have, like, how, how do you handle that when it comes to, um, like, making sure your wife is, like, in tune with that or in tune with everything else except that so it's definitely frustrating um i have had like moments where all i want is that i'm surrounded with people who have kids and i'm definitely helpful i'm definitely happy for like all of my friends and family members that have kids for me the frustration and the obsession comes when you got the people that have the kids that just don't even do shit for their kids mm. or the ones that just keep having multiple kids and you can't take care of your kids and you depend on other people to take your kid. I mean, take care of your kids or to help you with your kids. That's where my frustration and anger comes in at. Um, that's, that's a acceptable reason. Right. I it's so it's like, it's never a situation where like prime example, we was at the baby shower or the gender reveal. And I don't know if anybody peeped it. Y'all gave me in the box and I'm like, I think I know what this is. But I turned and I had like a moment and then turned back around. I didn't want anybody to see it, but it's like, as long as we've been friends and you knew like the desire, that meant a lot to me. So like for me, the, the obsession and the frustration is just with the people who just, you got kids and you take your kids for granted. You don't take care of your kids. You have multiple kids. Your kids outside look like who did it why. You dressed up looking like you going to the Oscars. Like, for me, that's where the obsession and frustration comes in. Gotcha. Um, can y'all hear me? Or should I move closer? You good, sis. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm kind of getting to the point where I am losing hope and getting to the point where I really just don't think that it's going to happen. Um, and then just me trying to figure out how am I going to deal with the emotions of it not happening um so mentally I, I can't really call it I don't I wouldn't really know what this where what to say on where I am mentally when it comes to infertility oh I'm hosting again <laughs> <laughs> I was in a moment man but um for me this has been something that we've been battling. Um, and as we already spoke about, I don't want to I don't want to misrepresent what the issue that we're having. My wife had a um, a TIA years ago, um, and her heart condition is the reason why we don't want to try. When I sidebar, would you like to Touch on what a TIA is for our listeners that don't know. It's a is a transient. What is it? The, the whole transient ischemic attack. Yeah, which is basically the symptoms of a mini stroke. That's how so she literally condition. had like her left side droopy, couldn't like control it, and it literally only was like that for thirty minutes. Mm. After the thirty minutes, everything was fine. So she rushed her to the hospital. So she they did all the tests. She was fine, 
Um, and then um, they did test on her heart and all that other stuff. And then they found out that she has uh, heart failure. No, it's not heart failure. Cardiomyopathy. Cardiomyopathy. Um, and we already know that there's a risk to pregnancy. Right? So let's just say hypothetically, I don't know the numbers. Apologize. But let's just say hypothetically, a woman's um, success rate for pregnancy is 80%. That's already probably going to be cut in half for her. Mm-hmm. Because of her heart condition. And, and so is it, um, not to cut you off, does it, is it because the, the stress on her heart and trying to like push that much blood through the uterus and try to like basically help the, basically develop the child? Correct. I mean, I think, what is it, is what, 30%? 35 to 40. Yeah, 35, her heart is. Ejection fracture is 35 to 40. Yeah, and I think it's what, 60? On a regular. It's 60. So it's yeah. just about half of what it's supposed to be doing. Okay. So I personally was like, and this may sound selfish, I'd rather have you in my life and then us have a baby or try to have a baby and lose you. Nobody wants the Aaron Hall situation. Yeah, that's not so that's not mm-hmm. selfish at all. So that, like that that that's that's what you signed up for. Yeah, you you like, signed up you signed up for her. Exactly. Everything else is a bonus, I think. Exactly. So my whole mindset is I understand the whole complexity of when we were younger, when we was nineteen, seventeen, we was on the phone. I was joking about having five kids and all this other stuff. But now as I'm a man and I understand my loyalty is towards you, mm-hmm. that that doesn't all that doesn't matter. If we say that we're gonna try with all the extra because I know there there's programs that you can try. Mm-hmm. But if we're not gonna try, I'm okay. So today my mental state is if all I'm gonna have for the rest of my life is you, I'm absolutely fine with it because that's all I care about. I respect that. That's I'm I'm on board with that. Like that. That's totally dope. So oh, go ahead. I mean, we talked about this plenty of times. So go ahead. I actually yeah. thought he was about to rap the lyrics <laughs> to music today. <laughs> I thought he's about to be like, today I made up my mind. I want to take this shit. <laughs> so yeah, what's your um, my mental state is up and down. Some days I just make it through the day and um at a high and some days I'd rather just be in my room and nobody to bother me. But I think it's more so I try not to harbor on things I can't change. So some days it's like I do a really good job at like blocking it out like it don't exist. But then I go to work and work with small people and then some days I come home and be like that was a rough day and I'm not feeling it. So it just depends on the moment. Can I ask you a question? Room said um, it frustrates him when he see, uh, how you put it? How people had their kids, what? Oh, yeah. Send, send their kids out, look at who did it and what. <laughs> you actually work with kids every day. So hopefully they don't hear this podcast. No, but- it's not. Like- but I know where you're going, yeah. Yeah, when you come across kids like that, do you get frustrated as well? Because you like, their parents is just like... I mean, it's a frustration and not so much more at this job that I'm in now. But I've worked at jobs where you see kids come in and you could tell they wasn't clean. They might not have necessarily ate. Hair ain't been done. It's made it together. But I was also the teacher who kept extra clothes in her classroom. I wash you up, lotion, so you could function throughout the day. 
there was times where we would be on the phone, I'm like, hey, where are you going? Like, on lunch. Oh, I'm going to Family Dollar. What are you going to Family Dollar for? Oh, so-and-so need clothes. She would buy kids clothes, outfits, all that mm-hmm. stuff. You question her why she going to Family Dollar? <laughs> but like it was just like second nature like you'll drop kids off and expect them to be able to behave and function and you could tell like your mom dropped you off at school at about eleven thirty, and when you drop your kid off and you ask me can i get them something to drink because they ain't had nothing to drink yet it's eleven thirty. your child is two i'm sure they've been up so you ain't get them dressed off from a snake on the way to school get them nothing to drink and then you got parents oh well i ain't do this she wants this stuff for me to do her hair I combed your daughter's hair. She sat perfectly fine. But then it's like when you do stuff for kids like that, they don't normally get it. And as a kid, they face light up. It's like how you just don't take care of your kid. Like you didn't even try. Yeah, I mean, there's been times where I believe, I forget the, I'm not going to put no worse name on blast. But remember when you were talking about the little girl asked because she come home with you. And that broke me down. That would have told me up. I'd be crying. Because, (laughs) because. Monty would do anything, everything for this little girl at the job she was working at, um, the previous daycare. And I was just like, listen, if if the child is not safe and in a particular situation, I don't, you know, if she wants to stay the weekend, that's fine, as long as the parent agrees to it. And I forget exactly what happened, why that didn't occur, but it, it broke me because it's like, damn, there's parents out here, as Rome said, who treat their kids like a tax reduct, like like tax refund, a tax write off, yeah, pretty much. It's like, yo, why are you treating your kids like this when there's people who go through these struggles who would take care of your kid like, like they should be taken care of? I think it depends on the case too, because in all cases it wasn't just the mom wasn't taking like the little girl that went to go with me. Her mom had three kids, but the mom wasn't never dressed up or like like she was going somewhere or like she put their needs second it was just an unfortunate situation where she you had struggling. three kids and you were struggling and really couldn't afford the ones you had and then had two more yeah that, so i mean she was appreciative but so that's what kind of that's what kind of stresses me out and i, and I know that yeah, like I my wife sees it my wife gets frustrated by it because it's like and i think this might be one of those things that you see in that community where women um, want to have kids but can't have kids is like there are so many children in this world that are like un unloved unappreciated underappreciated and they kind of develop it's almost like a complex of like yo like these all these kids are out here they they're not being taken care of but why why not me it's infuriating well, it's, it's, it's it's not just a frustration it is infuriating to be a woman that is having whatever struggle she's having trying to get pregnant keeping a pregnancy and you see people that are literally popping them out like tic tacs and all they care about is the tax write-off the tax write-off or stunting or you know you know front and foot a gram but when it comes to their children you can just tell they're not being properly cared for Mm -hmm. they're not being nurtured they're not being enriched in their life. It's not just, you know, the basics of keeping your child clean and keeping them in clean clothes. It's the enrichment. Mm-hmm. It's what are you teaching them? How are you preparing them to live a life without you? You're not. So it's infuriating when you see parents, because it's not just women, it's women and men, parents, single parents, parents that are together. It's infuriating to see that. 
And then for me, in my journey, I have questioned God to the next level. Like, dude, what are you doing? Like, why? Like, I am like, I did everything quote unquote by the book. I'm a good girl. I went to school. I got a degree. I'm married. I have a husband. I have a house. Like, I've got a great job. Why are you doing this to me? Like, what did I do? What did I do in the playbook of life that you putting this on me? But yet, that person down the street got six of them and can't even take care of them. And it's coming in my inbox all the time asking me for money to give her kids haircuts, to give her kids food. But yet, all she posting on the gram is she eating ribs, she eating shrimp. I don't even eat ribs and shrimp on a regular basis, and I got a really good job. It's mind-blowing. Actually, before you know, we get over here, actually, and this may sound... I actually had that moment in life. Me and you, Jerome, talked about it. Where I was like, yo. I wasn't out here slinging dick, as they would say. I met somebody. We grew and loved and learned each other. And married her. And then we decided to have children once we were married. I feel like I was cursed because I did everything right. And I know a lot of people feel that way. is because it's just like, you, as you stated, you see people over here having six and seven different kids with different baby fathers and stuff like that and you're like yo i did everything right i waited until i was in a great situation financially and mentally and loving in a loving environment and then that happens there was a definitely a dark time for me because i felt like, like yo every time i'm happy or something is going on and something going right in my life something happens to bring me down and i for a minute, I I went hate, hate to admit this. I was cursing God because I was like, I just felt lost and upset and angry because of like I said, every time I would do something good or I'd be in a good space, it would crumble. But yeah, so I, I can definitely understand that. And just to piggyback off of you, um, I think what's really worse in our situation is when people walk up to you and be like, "You're gonna be a good father. You're gonna be a good mother," and it's like fuck you talking about bro like i don't want to hear none of that like (laughs) and another thing that bothers me like if you know me and my wife personally today is the day that y'all stop asking us when we're having kids please that's period that's just facts i mean and it it it, i don't know where this where it comes i don't know i don't and i'm not gonna say it. it doesn't come i don't feel like it comes from a place of ignorance unless it does but sometimes it feels like it's just coming from a place of they want to see your legacy continue. Um, but some I people. do, yeah, some people. But I do wish that they stop asking my wife, you, "You'll be a beautiful mother. Stefan will be a beautiful father." When you're gonna have to stop. Mm-hmm. And then it's like what, what what what's really frustrating is when they ask my wife, and I have to see like the look on her face. Exactly. It's like in my head, I just cussed you out, but exactly. because you don't know, it's just like exactly. And it's just like, yo, like, what? (laughs) So, um, I'm sorry, go ahead. That's one of the reasons why I decided to start posting about our journey of infertility, like, on social media. To eliminate all that. Because it was to the point where I felt like, like, my grandmother would literally see me. And I love my grandmother. My grandmother wouldn't hurt anybody, but she would literally hug me. And rub my belly and say, when are you going to give me a great grandbaby? Hmm. And she doesn't know, like, 
my grandmother don't even know what infertility means. She was fertile myrtle having babies starting at 14 years old. We, that generation is different. You know what I mean? I don't know what happened between that generation and our generation in between. Maybe it's something in the water. Who knows? That's making all of these women have all of these complications getting pregnant. But that's one of the reasons why I started being public about it because I was like, I'm tired of having this veil over my head where I feel like something is wrong with me. I need to help make this not taboo anymore. Our kids know that we're going through IVF because I don't want them to grow up in a world where if they decide to have kids one day and the women that they're with have problems, I don't want this to be shocking for them at 30 years old. I want them to be like, all right, boom, we know what we know what this entails. A diary went through this, a diary and dad went through this already, so I'm, I'm prepared. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It needs to be something just how we know about cancer, just how we know about you know, basketball and football, we need to know about infertility because it's a real issue for a lot of couples. And there's a lot of different aspects of it, you know, like like we're like we're talking about here where um, you know, there there may be medical conditions that make you not want to try versus um, you know, women who have uh physical issues, men uh, men who have um physical issues or ailments where, you know, football injury, now you can't, you know, you can't produce you know, you can't produce sperm or uh, men who get like the mumps. Like if you get the mumps when you're really young, you have a really high fever, that, that, that'll make you infertile. Mm -hmm. So it's like it, it, men, men deal with these issues too. And it's just like we, we have to kind of make it more common to have the conversation so that we can see, all right, well, what are the options? Because there's options available. That was actually my next question to Ron because <clears throat> I know sis go to the doctor and get everything checked out and we actually could get a little deeper into that soon, but have you ever got checked? Like, um, do you want to, or did it ever cross your mind? It's so, like, literally, was it this? It was this week. I sent her a text um, because she works at Jefferson, so I get all my stuff through Jefferson. Um, Told you, best hospital in the world. I, I I asked her like, what what is the doctor that you go to? Like, just the correct terminology of the doctor you go to to get like checked out, stuff like that. Um, is there a, a um so if we were to go through like fertility then the fertility specialist would do like his sperm count and see you know what it is if they're swimming if there's any abnormalities in his sperm like if they have a double head or a double tail or anything like that um but if he if we don't do fertility and he just wants to go then he would see a urologist but the urologist would end up referring him to either a lab where he would have to get his sperm sample in within the hour or he would just call another fertility uh, clinic and drop it off again within that hour and keeping it like body temperature and stuff like that. Like, yeah, like ours is, our process has been like a lot of that. Like um, my, my wife had to go to the gynecologist first to kind of like go through the whole, mm -hmm. um, you know, go through the whole checkout period. But then um, once you know, you try for a certain amount of time before they, they say you're infertile. Mm -hmm. And then once they do that, now you have to go to like a reproductive specialist. Mm -hmm. So reproductive endocrinologist. Yeah. Yeah. So once you go to the RA Say that one more time. Reproductive endocrinologist. Gotcha. So once you go to the once you go to the reproductive endocrinologist, that's when they start the process of um doing family histories and they do um it's not genetic testing. Yes, we uh, had genetic testing. So they did genetic testing on us. So that he could come back and tell us if there was anything that we were carrying individually 
so that if we did get pregnant or when we do get pregnant, we know that our baby is not going to carry anything that like genetic abnormalities. Mm -hmm. So, and then like, like you still got to do, you got to do sperm samples. You have to do, um, uh, what was it? Uh, you got to do a drug test. So they, you know, they, they basically do a full panel, STD, drug test, blood, they do everything to make sure that, um, both of you are clean. You're not carrying anything that, that could sabotage the pregnancy. Um, I know when I came back, it was like I'm I'm older, so I'm like I'm 40 now, so my swimmers ain't swimming like they were when I was in my 20s. But you know, I I got a, I got a, I got a squad that can get the job done. <laughs> You're good. I got a squad. That Don't can get... knock yourself. Your sperm levels are like chef's kiss. Oh. so chill. Okay. Um, <laughs> real. So, <laughs> so it was. So it was. Um, you know. The more information you have, the better, um, the better course of action you can take. Because there, there's levels to the whole, um, to the whole reproductive thing. You know, like they start, they'll start you off with with the IUI, which is like intrauterine insemination, which is basically like timing your wife's ovulation cycle. And instead of you doing it the old-fashioned way, you give a sample. They clean the sample, so they'll get all of the, you know, all your bad swimmers out of the mix. And then they will basically inseminate her when in time with her ovulation. So we we have an adult conversation. So that's what that's basically what they do. They put her in the stirrups and they they shoot your swimmers up there in time with her ovulation in hopes that when she ovulates, now you get you got the A team out there to go and do what they got to do. Mm. And we did what? I'm sorry. <laughs> and we did um we did three we did three IUI cycles. And it was nothing like and it's like, you know, you do the IUI cycle and then it's like you got to have sex like a lot the, ne the next like three or four days to make sure that you got as many you got as many troops up there as possible to catch that egg when that egg drop. Um, and then it was like nothing. And that's what kind of took us into <laughs> that's what took us into IVF, though. And IVF is like the next like the very it's like the, the next level. They say um, IUI has what it's like a. 10 to 30 percent chance of success once you go on an ivf now you're in 50 to 70 depending on the steps that you take so regular ivf is a coin flip it's like 50 percent. that's basically she gets shot up full of drugs literally literally shot up full of drugs literally. and then she gets shot up again <laughs> yeah full of swimmers well no 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 you don't here's the thing they 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 shoot you they shoot the you shoot you shoot up, her up with the with the hormones to get her eggs. to produce as many eggs as possible, mm -hmm. and then they do what's called a retrieval. So she goes they put her under it's a surgery, they put her under to retrieve all the eggs, and then they'll sort out the eggs the good eggs from the bad eggs, <laughs> and then they basically do a petri dish situation where you know you produce a sample, they um they clean it up again and then they introduce the sample to the eggs. And then you'll get a bunch of fertilized eggs. And if you're lucky, because you don't always get fertilized eggs. Yeah, because she not everybody makes it through that phase. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so not all the eggs get fertilized, and I, I I was calling it like JV. So it's like this is a JV squad. And after that, there's another step where um, you have the fertilization and then blastocyst, which is kind of like the embryo. And at that point. You can either start trying, start putting embryo blastocysts in there, the implant, or you can take the next step, which is the genetic testing. And that's the step that takes you from 50 to 
So if they just, you do the blastocyst and they just put them up there, that's how you hear about women getting like triplets. Because they put three eggs up there because they don't know if they're good or bad. Or you hear about women getting, having babies with, with birth defects because they don't do the genetic testing. And so it's that genetic testing that determines like, all right, this is like creme de la creme. And that's what gets you to 70%. So gotcha. it's, a, it's a lot, man. It's, it's a whole lot. Uh, finish your point, Ron. Finish your point, Ron. Um, so to to answer your question, um, like I said, leading up to this episode, and even when we was at jailhouse a few weeks ago, when his wife brought this up, that's what like made me start thinking about it. Um, Time out. I appreciate you for bringing that forth to us because we did not have this as a topic. So I do appreciate you for bringing that to the forefront and. Giving us the conversation that you gave us, because I once you said it, I had to do my re not do my research, yeah. but all the people that I listened to, and that I've been listening to for years have never, never talked, talked about it. it. You was actually right about that, so I appreciate you for that. No problem. I'm like a horrible person after, but thank you for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so the reason why I never thought to you know like get checked before is because. It was a point in time where she would get pregnant and then it's blood everywhere. So it's like the issue isn't that you can't get pregnant. The issue is carrying full term. So and not like looking back now, yeah, that could have been considered like a little selfish, but I just wasn't thinking about it at that time. Like and then it's like now it's like ah why not like why not it, it's like who, i couldn't be the problem like who knows like we, we we don't know so it's like why not just get checked out get everything you know situated on both ends squared away and then go from there yeah put all gotcha. options on the table yeah so we next year ask me what <laughs> how do you feel, how would you feel mentally oh well actually it could go into the next question uh my response um which is actually how difficult are the conversations and the communication within your spouse. Um, when we started, before we actually got married, or? I did not. All right, so we got married in 2019. He's telling you, he started before y'all got married. I definitely did. I definitely did. That's definitely started. I ain't, I ain't care about no I ring. I, what guys say? But um, uh, we got married in 2019. Uh, she was on. No, that's what it was. You stopped birth control before we got married. That's what it was. Should I trap you? No, I was trying. I was trying to trap her since 2016, bro. But yeah, I definitely was trying to trap her. But when we first got, uh, Mr. Hot say what? But um, yeah, she, so she stopped taking birth control. I want to say probably like. I don't know if it was a full year, but it was probably like eight months before we got married. She stopped taking birth control because, you know, the birth control got to get out your mm -hmm. system. So that was cool. Um, once we got married, that's when we really started, yeah, I mean, focusing on it. 
after time went past, um, she was going to the doctor. I don't know if he was going to a specific doctor or was she still going to your OBGBGBG? No, he was right. OBGBGBG. But, um, yeah, so she was going, and I'm not sure if, I mean, you could touch on this. Uh, if <laughs> that's how you know they all listen, <laughs> but I don't, I, I don't remember exactly what the doctor was saying to you, but I was playing my part. I was trying my best to play my part and be the husband that you know since I already have a kid. Once the doctor started saying all the crazy stuff, I'm like, all right, babe, we got this. Being super supportive, being encouraging. Making sure everything or everything that I need to do, I was doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, because she was going through this stuff, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know if like mentally she was like appreciating what I was doing because she's solely going through this. Like she see T while walking the house. She can't, she don't, she don't, you know what I mean? She don't have nothing on her own. So it's like, I, I don't know if it's like a, like a block. You want to speak on that real quick? I don't know if it's like a block that, that they don't, you know what I mean? Um, so a block on what exactly? So like when I was doing all the encouraging and. Well, for starters. I mean, during that time, it was a little difficult anyway because we had our own situation going on with Tyler. So it was kind of like Tyler was coming back around, but we were also trying to have baby. Baby's not coming, but it seemed like Tyler was kind of being forced on me. So I couldn't focus on on one area because I felt like I was trying to have a baby, be married, and then rebuild a relationship with a 10-year-old. So it was kind of difficult um, to kind of stay focused, but um, it wasn't so much stressful because I, I think it, it didn't last that long for me. Um, I try not to think about it in the beginning as much; just be positive about it. Um, I was I, I was grateful that it didn't happen so fast because looking back, I don't, I don't think I'd have been ready about two years ago. But um, yeah, <laughs> um, I still was being a hot girl. Um, but uh, fourteen hours. Oh, <laughs> y'all always in my business. Took that baby money and went. Next <laughs> that baby money. <laughs> See, anywho, but. Um, I, I do know that it can be very stressful. I do have close friends that have gone through IVF. Um, so I know the journey all too well. I'm not a stranger to it. I personally did not have to go that route. Um, my GYN never said that I was infertile. She just said that it would probably take time. I had been on birth control, um, for a couple of years, not that long, because you know I haven't been having sex that long. <laughs> so, so yeah, so not that long, but you know it takes a little time okay. to get out your system. Um, <laughs> but what what my my um, primary care doctor did tell me was that I needed to change my eating habits. 
Um, she said that I was overweight again. I have I'm I, my weight fluctuates, so I'm big one day, small the next day. But she told me to kind of tone down on my eating. Um, they started doing lab work. Um, I did see a holistic person. Um, and we kind of troubleshooted with her. So I changed a lot of my eating. I started juicing. Um, I did become obsessive with that, but it was for a good cause. So I had to make sure I'm not looking at no McDonald's, no Chick-fil-A commercials, no... Well, they took the steak, egg, and cheese away, so we was good. I, I got you. We, we was see, good. But see. they brought it back, so I'm bad. You know? <laughs> um, no, like, random drugs and stuff like that. Just try to keep everything natural. And I did it, and I stuck to it, and it was very expensive in regards to the things that we normally eat. Like, we can go get a cheesesteak for $5, $10, but when you go holistic and juicing, you're spending like $100 to $200 for a week's worth of juice, and it's like, this is not adding up. But once I, um, once I did that and kind of stuck to it, we ended up getting pregnant. Um, but yeah, I, I think I... You know, I do appreciate Anthony for being supportive. However, at that time, the support um, was a little was a little rocky because he was supporting me with one thing, but also trying to, you know, put the finishing touches on another area. But it was just kind of foggy for me all at once. But I do appreciate whatever you contribute contributed during that time. But um, I do want to just tell y'all ladies just to stay encouraged. Um, nothing is off the table. I have personal, personal friends who have gone through this journey. Um, everybody's journey is different for different reasons, but just stay encouraged. Um, it definitely feels rough while you're in it, but if the time is to ever come, um, it'll be very worth it. Yeah. So. Okay. How about how about um, you, from when I Because you you kind of had a similar situation where where you kind of like you you met a man who had kids mm -hmm. and you wanted a baby and mm -hmm. then you got, you know, two young grown men in your <laughs> house. Yeah, that was, that was an adjustment. Um, I just want to put it out there because I'm a very transparent person when, so this is my second marriage, but when I decided that I wanted to put myself out there and like, you know how you make that list as a woman, like what you want in a man. The one thing that I did not want was a man with kids. Mm -hmm. I was like, absolutely not. Not for me. I didn't want it. Um, and the reason why I didn't want it was... I got a story. <laughs> the reason why I didn't want it was because I come from a blended family. Like, my, my dad had kids before my mom. My mom had a kid before my dad. They met and they had me. So I saw what my mother had to go through. Raising another woman's children. And the stress it brought into my parents' relationship. And I never wanted that. And I also didn't want baby mama drama because I am the mm -hmm. most drama-free person. Like, I'm all, like, zen, calm, strawberries, rainbows, and champagne. That That is my vibe. I am not a drama person, but I fell, <laughs> <laughs> I fell in love with I fell in love. And, like, he told me he had kids. And, you know, I was like, well, damn, because I like you now. And I guess. I'm gonna mm -hmm. just have to do what I gotta do. Had to start that one out for a little bit. But sure she liked the boy. <laughs> you know, but having his children live with us, that has been an adjustment for me because while I'm all strawberries, rainbows, butterflies, and champagne, here come motherhood in a way that yeah. 
I didn't expect to become my mom. Advanced motherhood. Advanced motherhood. Teenagers. With at the time, you know, mm-hmm. they were young adolescents, and mm-hmm. it was like, oh, and they asked us, "Can we come live with you? Mm-hmm. What are we gonna say? No." Mm-hmm. So they came to live with us because they wanted to experience life in another way that they knew that their mom who's doing the best that she can was unable to provide them mm-hmm. so it's that balancing act of i'm not your biological mom but you live under my roof and this is my husband so where do i stand mm-hmm. and caring for these children and buying these children clothes and cooking for them every day and checking their homework and getting in their ass about their schoolwork and uh, their behavior and all of these things and i'm just mm-hmm. like all right god gonna bless me Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get pregnant and it's just like a word that's what we doing we you just mm-hmm. I feel like I'm out here doing the Lord's work raising somebody <laughs> else's kids <laughs> and you just gonna hold out on me you gonna get me pregnant then have an ectopic have me take cancer medication to get rid of the pregnancy and mm-hmm. and I'm just like you know what this is too much but I love them and I had to come to the point where I'm like I told him before we started IVF I said listen If this doesn't work, so be it. I love you. I'm happy with you. Having a child with you does not define our relationship. We are not going to have a horrible life if we don't have a baby. Guess what we're going to do? More travel, Mm -hmm. invest, buy property. So it wasn't the end of the world for me. Do you want to touch on that since you got all these mm mm-hmms? I appreciate those memes. I felt like I was being seen. So, um, can I answer your question about the communication? I can definitely say that it's hard at times to have conversations because as my man Gio said, men, when it comes to emotional problems, we, it's, it's hard for us to understand when to fall the fuck back or want to be that Superman. Mm-hmm. We always want to be that Superman. Mm-hmm. We always want to help the damsel in distress. But there's times where our wives need to let out the emotion Mm -hmm. and for us to fall the fuck back, just be sitting there, letting her cry on your shoulder and just rub her back. Don't say shit. Mm -hmm. But it's always, until we as men understand to do that all the time, we don't need to be saying it's going to be all right. This, that, and that. Just shut the fuck up, rub her back, let her cry. Mm -hmm. Because that is letting her know that you're there for her. Is the best thing possible. Being present, being present is important. Exactly, it, it, it's hard. It's hard for us as men because we're we're, we're action oriented. Exactly. There's so. been plenty of times where I'd be like, "Is there anything you need me to do? Is there anything like?" And and I had to learn to just sit there, rub her back, let her cry the fuck up. And it's good now that I've learned to do that because I know now better than I knew before how to. As we said, learn my wife. I learned my wife, yeah. and then that specific, yeah, in that specific yeah. situation, I know what to do now. So it's definitely hard at times because you always, always, always don't want you. You don't want to see your wife cry. It can be about her missing the bus. You don't want to see her cry. You know what I mean, <laughs> it can be something as minuscule as that. 
So it's just like it's hard to <laughs> to to. to <laughs> what? Why she crying over the X stage walk going past it? It's the H, sir. It's the H. Sure, it don't matter. She don't want to be late to work. She want to keep her attendance up. But but that but that comes that comes back to that whole action oriented thing because for us it's like we never want to see them upset. We never want to see them cry. So it's like, what do I have to do to get you through this? And when sometimes it's like it's time. I I need time to process. It's like 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 my wife needs time. To process things like it, like we might have a conversation or there might be an event that's jarring and i'm like all right well we need to bang 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 so let's, let's let's get about that action to get through it she's like no i need to i need i need time i need i need i need to i need to walk away from this because i need to process this and then we come back to it and then we re, we readdress it or and and that's kind of the the strategy that we as as, as partners use to kind of um to get through our things, like you know, I'm I'm a Johnson, so I have a volatile temper, mm. and sometimes it's over stupid. It's over. It's over. It's over. It's over stupid shit. But and and I think I've said this. I've said this in previous pods where it's like, I, I might be on dickhead time, and she knows to give me my space so I can come back, so I can cool down and be like, hmm, I was I was a dickhead. Shit. Mm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, man. Um, so, <laughs> but but when it comes when it comes to this part, this journey, like this whole infertility thing, it's like being in lockstep and and understanding, yo, um, this is hard. And it, I, I keep telling, I told you last week, it was like every step. It's like you holding your breath. It's like, all right, we're gonna start these drugs, and then you gotta hold your breath. Until, until they say, all right, you got this many eggs. And you're like, all right, we got this many eggs. And it's like, all right, retrieval's next. And you're holding your breath. And it's like, all right, we got 20, like, we had what? It was like 20? But hold on, I need to interrupt you real okay, quick. Because ahead. getting on the topic of the, like, the communication aspect of it, sometimes for me, I just wish that you put away your be, be a hard man and don't give emotion. Sometimes I'd be like, how do you feel? Mm-hmm. Like, do you feel any of this? Right. Because I'm feeling like I'm the only one feeling all of this. Even though even though the letting me cry on your shoulder is wonderful and we're going to get through this is wonderful and God doesn't give us more than we can handle is wonderful. But sometimes I'm just like tell me how you fucking feel. Yeah. Like let it out. Like, don't let me feel all the feelings because I'm the one going through the treatments, going through the process. It's my body. Like, it's not you getting tests or saline through my tubes that hurts like a bitch and you just holding my hand. It's me. How do you feel? You got to feel a way. What, what are your feelings? You said that to him verbally? You verbally no. asked the question? Sometimes, yeah. I, sometimes. I'm, feel, I'm feeling this for the first time. <laughs> 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 My eyes are like, hey, that's how she do. <laughs> It's that I'm I'm not a confrontational person and I will I will beat around bushes to avoid confrontation. If, and if it's anything that's going to cause an eruption in my marriage, I don't want no parts of it. Because I don't want him feeling away. But as the person who is clearly the problem in this equation of us trying to have a baby, sometimes I'm like, do you have feelings about it? Like actual feelings that are not just whatever you want to do, babe. It, it's all good, babe. Like, do you actually? Can I? It, yeah. I, I can I, can I, I speak I on that too? Because we I, we go through the same thing. Yeah. Um. 
this is how I and I can't speak for it, but this is how a good man. I feel like a good man would feel. I tell my wife this all the time. I cannot tell you what to do with your body. Mm-hmm. If you decide that this is the path that we're going to take, I'm going to be your damn soldier and your rider and do it. Mm-hmm. Whatever the outcome is, is the outcome for me. Mm-hmm. Because you are all I need. And that's how I feel. She will say, she, we, we've had these conversations, and it's just like, well, do you not feel anything? I said, my, my whole thing is this. I don't want to go through this situation, and I don't want you to die. I'd be damned if we have this baby or decide to do these things and you leave me here For real. with the baby. Singing that Aaron Hall, I miss you shit. Like, <laughs> like, you I, not I, I, will, I will not be Trey Song singing your side of the bed. I, I don't want to be doing that. All right. Aaron Hall song was bad. Aaron, Aaron Hall, I miss you, though. I'm telling you. But, and we, we can't older. touch on Trey until all this shit clear. My point is this. It's like, at times, it's like yes, we 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 definitely feel emotions and stuff about it. It's just, it's not our body. If you, if I guarantee you, and I, I can't speak for this, but if we were in this situation, and she said, today or tomorrow, I think I'm tired of of going through these processes. Cool. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's all. It, for me, it's like. I, I kind of I recent I I spent the period of my life doing a lot of research on like um, Navy SEALs and training and management. And one of the one of the things that stick out in my mind the most is manage, lead, follow, right? So in every situation, there's a manager, there's a leader, and a follower. The manager is the one who's responsible for creating uh, the environment for things to get done. The leader is leading the operation, and the followers just follow. In this situation, I'm the manager. It's my job to make sure that. She's in. She has the least amount of stress on her as possible because stress creates inflammation. Inflammation can impact the way her body carries a baby. She's the leader in this situation because it's her body. And again, like like Steph just said, I can't make your body. I can't tell you to do anything with your body that you don't want to do. So I'm following. I'm a follower here. I'm I'm managing. I'm managing, but I'm also following. I'm following your lead. So when it comes to feelings, like. Can I be frustrated sometimes? Yes, I can be frustrated sometimes. But guess what? I understand that this is a process. And so me being the IT guy, I'm process oriented. I understand that every step along the way, there are stage gates where there's a decision that's made and there's there's information that comes to us and we make a decision. So we shoot you up full of drugs. All right, we got this many eggs. The drugs are prescribed by a medical professional. <laughs> Yo, a voice. <laughs> That's why voice made it perfect. So, so what I want to know real quick is, Char, you said that you was getting shot up with drugs. You said you wasn't doing no drugs. You said she wasn't doing drugs. We yeah. We, listen. So I was wondering, was y'all doing ecstasy before you started doing drugs? Oh, wow. Well, Andrew broke on himself. He don't need no pills. He <laughs> <laughs> just going to sit there and just start going. That's what I was saying. I was wondering. Well, I mean, you always wearing velvet. They always say you need to fill with something soft and fuzzy. Shut up. No. Yo, but ser- but seriously, like the, like the drugs part is crazy. Like we we uh, for Easter, I went to family's house. Oh, somebody's making an introduction. What's going on here? Um, for for Easter, we went to our um to my family's house for um for dinner. We in the bathroom like six o'clock, six thirty. Like two junkies. I'm in here shooting her up. Like all right, ready? Mm, mm. And then we come out together. And they looking at us like like we was in there doing the like, nasty. What was y'all in there doing? It was like drugs. We doing drugs. What y'all doing? It. <laughs> 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 like, 
syringes falling in the sink because the lighting is poor as hell in the bathroom and you just like come on do it just do it like <laughs> nuts. so so yeah like when it comes to like the communication part and i know that you want to you want me to you know to tell you how i feel i feel like we are in god's hands and it's going to be what the hell it's going to be and my job as your partner is just to make sure that I got your back 100%. Because I, when I signed up for this, when we sat in Van Gogh's ear, eating, drinking chai tea and eating flatbread pizza, you was like, I want to have a baby. I don't have a baby. And I was like, <clears throat> I can do that. I'm good at that. I know how to make those. Let's do it. Like, I'm on that, I'm on that, I'm on, I'm on that time. I'm still right there. So I'm not going anywhere. I'm, I'm in this shit to win this shit. So, you have like if that's if that's how I feel. It don't matter. It doesn't matter the setback. It doesn't matter the um, disruption in the process. We gonna have a baby. And if we gotta put a baby in somebody else, then we still gonna have a baby. Like I don't care. Like that's the goal. Like the goal is to have a baby. I don't like the consequences come with me. I don't care. Damn the torpedoes. We gonna do what we gonna do. So, I have one thing to say about that. What's up? I like it, Picasso. Okay. So, how do you feel about our communication? I feel like our communication is better some days than others. I feel like I play a role in that. I don't like to keep harboring and talking about things and you talk about them and you still keep ending up with the same end result decision. It wasn't necessarily solved, so you just keep talking in circles. That's because you're a G. Like, so, you, you built different. You always have this, you, you have this mentality where, and a lot of people don't, where it is, it is what it is. It's nothing I can do to change it, so it be. is what it is. And the thing is, I can see it on your face. We've been together since we were 19 to 17. Mm-hmm. I see shit on your face. Mm-hmm. And that's where I said I got to be the man that's like, do I help my wife or do I let her be? Because it's like, hence the Starbucks run. Yeah, like, like, Ooh. it's, 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 and I would just like to say I've been with her since we were 15. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I told you he was doing stuff that we wasn't, we didn't know about, bro. Okay. We didn't do anything, but that's still under investigation, yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, but it's, 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 it's that moment like when you, I can be playing a game, and then I see you come in the kitchen or walk past me, and it's like I can see your face. I know your face when you listen to music. I know your face when you're happy. I know your face when you're hungry. I know you when, when you don't feel well. And I know it when you're down. Hungry is the one. So <laughs> what do I do as a husband? Or how is that balance as a husband to either A, leave you the hell alone so you can do what you need to do for yourself? Or do I, or when do I jump into action? So it, it, it's, it's, it's hard at times to see you like that. And then for you to say it is what it is, because when, and it's it crazy because when, when, when I hear feelings, but that's but see that's that's, that's the difference between a man because when a man says it is what it is, that it literally it is what it is. Like we there's times where when a situation arises and we just like fuck it, it is what it is. We don't think about it no more. So it's like depending on what it is that that makes a dairy's uh point kind of hard for us. Because when we don't leave it at it is what it is and our feelings is all in and Amani's could be that or you get the, the pushback as well. 
like Iman. What I say? Iman. My bad. <laughs> but the either pushback or her sounding like a nigga. It is what it is. Like <laughs> it 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 kind of frustrates us, right? Because it's like exactly. Cause damn. Because yeah. Because you cause, see something. Yeah, we see something, but we're not taking the normal approach. We're taking the approach that you asked us to take. We're not. We're not. Because every woman don't think like that. Yeah. But when we do do that, regardless if you ask or not, that's really our feelings. That ain't us just being Superman. Mm-hmm. That's like when the kryptonite hits Superman and he's vulnerable, that's our vulnerability. Mm-hmm. But it don't get taken that way all the time. So it could be a little a little few right there as well. Correct. Because, I mean, there's been times where she'll, she, I'm going to say I, she says that I'm more healed than she is it's just the fact that i know that i need to be the rock and there's times where i'm i feel vulnerable and my whole thing is this today tomorrow you can decide we can decide to do the program it's going to be your choice right but my main thing is and i say this to you i said this already i don't want you to die like i don't i don't i could care in it i can care less if we have a child or not but um, like I said, I can. I'm at the point where thirty-two and thirty. If we don't have one, we don't. We can get another little Bella. But I'm going to name it, and I'm going to call it something else, <laughs> rather than a little princess poodle name, whatever the case may be. We can we we can go to two three trips a year. You know what I mean? We can get us a house, and and I can get my pit master and all of that other stuff, and it could just be us. You know, we can be bougie. We can have some caviar in the freezer or something. Get your driver's license, I'll bring too. the champagne. Oh, yes, I would get to. Keep my driver's name <laughs> license out your goddamn mouth. I, I have a question for you. Well, everyone. Um, is surrogacy an option? I was just about to say. All right, so that's a, that's, a that's a branch, branch. babe. Oh, okay. I <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not privy to this. My husband oh, he, didn't he, share. He didn't yeah. show, he didn't show you? No, he doesn't Ain't share. Shit, yeah. I didn't share with my wife. Ain't shit, nigga. See, I, and I asked my wife. And I she didn't want to like, see She's like, it. I don't want to know. I wanted to be surprised. I wanted to well, answer extemporaneously. Part of the things. reason I didn't share it with What? See that? Ah, see, this is, this, is, this is why this is my wife. Say it again. I wanted to be answered. I wanted to be able to respond extemporaneously on the topic. That's that's the name of the the podcast. Say it again. (laughs) (laughs) Extemporaneously. Is it E X or I X? E X. (laughs) (laughs) Or is it just X? (laughs) Oh man. Another podcast. (laughs) So, Rome, how how difficult are the conversations slash communications? It's very difficult. Um. It's very difficult because I feel like as a male, you always want to be strong for your spouse, right? Mm-hmm. And with being strong for your spouse, you don't, like you'll definitely, you, you're going to crack. You're going to teeter that line of I'm like, you're going to know, you know, but it's like, my mindset is if I got to be strong for both of us, I'm going to try to be strong for both of us. You have to shield her from your emotions. See, that's what it is. We speak in Geo. Yeah. We speak in Geo or we speak in Johnson? <laughs> no, this, this, I, think, I think it's more of a Johnson thing. Thank you! <laughs> but, no, think, think about it this way, though. If you're upset, or she's upset, and you add your upset to her being upset, 
all that's really going to do is make things worse because now both of you guys are in your feelings. Nobody's thinking logically. And the situation can go left really fast because y'all both in your feelings. But as a man in the situation, you try to make sure that you're you're protecting her from the emotions that you're feeling. It gives her the ability to feel what she's feeling. Mm -hmm. And then you can process your stuff with the boys. You can process your stuff with her at a later point in time. So that way you're not making things worse by it's like, well, I'm mad and I'm mad too. Da, 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 da. And you, you give that. That's what we do for our partners. We, we try to protect them. At all costs, even even from ourselves, sometimes it's like, yo, if I'm in my feelings, I don't want to talk to you. Like, I'll, I'll talk to you later, and we do that. Or we get upset, and it's like, all right, you know what? We're not gonna talk about this right now. We'll come back when we calm down. And that's that's the move that I that I hear my cousin saying is that you know you want to protect your you want to protect your partner, and sometimes you gotta protect your partner from your emotions. And then to top it off is like, like Steph was saying, I, I know when something's not right. So me watching you go through these changes with your body and it's like, I can't really say nothing. I can't really do nothing. It's like, all right, just let me hold you. And then it's like, even sometimes because she's so frustrated, she don't want to let it out. But then sometimes she does let it out. So it's like, we can't both just be in the house. <gasps> we, they're going to think we're crazy. We're just going to both in the house, Y'all all right? Yo. No. <laughs> we good. So like, we feel like, better than him. But at least okay, I, I mean, that's, that's, how, that's how I view it. Like, you know, Chris, you gave me argument and stuff like that. You're going to yell on screen. But it's like, I don't know. Like, it may be a Johnson thing. Stretch like, it, 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 it may be. Like, I, I really, I, I don't know. Because I like even when my dad go through stuff, he internalized it. And I realized that. Like, you know, as I got older, I realized that. So it might, I don't know. It, it might be a Johnson thing. But I mean, I'm not happy about the situation. Like, the shit hurts. I don't know. Like, no, we know we know it hurt. That that's that's we would never question that. No, no, I this, get it, um, but it's 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 kind of hard to put in words. Like. Again, like I said, you watch, you watch these people who don't care for their kids. I feel like you might got bit. <laughs> no, but it's like you asshole, bro. Why did you name this big tear? No, but it's like like you you like you you watch okay. the stuff that they go through. You watch how they just like nonchalant, and then it's like I'm watching, watching my wife suffer. Like I'm I'm watching her suffer. So it's like, how do how do you how do you deal with that? And it's not a sense of um, being jealous, being envious, none of that type of stuff. But like 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 she was saying, I've had my life with the guy like yo. So you done had this person say this, that person said that. <clears throat> Somebody lying. What the hell are they lying to me for? Like stop sending people to me to say this, that, and the third. I don't want to hear that crap. I don't want to hear that. Don't tell me I'm gonna be a great. Don't tell me none of that. I don't want to hear it. Can I ask a question real quick? Um, and this is to all y'all. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> the um. So, now I don't. Somebody who know your situation, I can understand when they say you're you're gonna be a a great father, right? But to somebody who don't know your situation, um, yes, it might. 
affect y'all because this is y'all situation. They don't know, but y'all know y'all y'all got that situation and it's it's doing whatever's doing to y'all. But when they don't know that and they say this to y'all, like say y'all gonna be a great father or a great mother, is that not a testament to like who y'all are as individuals? Is it basically is it a point where y'all can look at that differently? So I'm gonna be a little bit more transparent. Don't tell me God told you something and then you don't know the situation. Alright, cool. And Since you I, feel I, the same way about it's, that? It's easier said than done. But it's like don't 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 tell me what you think I want to hear based off of what God has really given you to tell me. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it's like and I'm not saying that that's the case. There are certain people that may know and it be around certain people and they have conversations. So you take what it is and then it's like, oh I'm gonna go and pray and then you, you think you hear something but you didn't hear that. You didn't hear that. Conversely though, it, it can be seen in, in some in some aspects it can be seen as a compliment to who you are as a person the way that right. you carry yourself the way that you you move through the world the way that like people can see your nurturing spirit they can and, see you also and, see and what your not, offspring yeah and they can, may not come bring forth to the world yeah, and they may not see you know they may not know your you know they may not know the struggles of the infertility but they just see the way that you move and be like you know what you you would you know you would make a good dad. Like, Just so y'all don't look at it and and so, so you can have a broader vision of when people say that. So even if they saying it just to be saying it, like you can have those talk talks with God. Like I maybe he don't know, but if you give me the strength to look at things a certain way, yeah, you know I mean maybe it could ease me, ease my spirit, ease 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 my pain a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Um, I do think. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I do think society, um, society is. I'm oh, sorry. Thank you. I do think people sometimes are a little bit too free, open, or just kind of regurgitate out how they think a situation should be based on experience or whatever. So. Our culture, black people are prone to say, oh, you gained a lot of weight or, oh, you got skinny. I could be skinny because my husband is stressing me out, not because I'm working hard in the gym or I could have gained weight because I have an eating disorder or whatever. But like our culture always say, oh, you need to lose weight or you need to gain weight or you need to eat or even when the baby was born, it's like oh he's so small like y'all not feeding him or i mean like jokes from like the inner circle okay but like other people oh well he's so small and i'm yeah. like because he's small like, like you when know? they be holding them and they'll be like you gotta eat them and i'm looking at you like, like well, y'all don't know don't me know. just we, we like, got commentary yeah. for everything exactly yeah, we was just in the hospital for a whole week because of that for, for a couple of days so i get it that's and that's exactly why i put it so like that. i think yeah. people need to be a little bit more sensitive to that and you know the whole kid thing is just like you don't know people's stories so i get you brother and sister when you're like people just need to be quiet it's a trigger it yeah. is and you can, give, <laughs> you can give compliments you different Jesus. ways yeah you can give you know my compliment to rome you know his marriage is in a sense is you know I'm not going to tell you, like, oh, you're going to be the best parents ever, but, like, hey, here's a guy, kid. Like, I can't really fix your situation, but, like, 
here's here's what I can do. A little do. person for you to love on. Yeah, like, here you go, and you do with bed what you see fit. That's none of my business. When I'm not around, that's y'all baby. You know, I know it didn't come from you, but I, I hope that, you know, y'all take this. And I don't want you to you take know? that as... And it's not a pity just, party. Yeah. Like, I, I, that's, you are every ounce yeah. of worthy of why we asked you to be in that position. So I also... Yeah. And, and it's like... Marshmallows all together. And it's like, y'all have that nurturing spirit. And as parents, you see, it's like, yo, I'm yeah, like, if something happened to us, I want, I want to see my child with somebody who have a nurtures, with nurturing spirit. Mm-hmm. I think another thing that frustrated me, speaking on, like, was it right before we got married? Mm-hmm. We were, we had a, we had, we had a, like a four bedroom house with a rent right before we got married. Worked at a school. You don't got money. And, <laughs> <laughs> That's where the little nicklets came from. Um, but no, we was uh, four bedroom house. That's, <laughs> sorry, that's what I'm calling sorry. it. Yeah, exactly. Um, four bedroom house. Uh, was it? it was three three stories, and it was a young lady that was a job. I was working at I was working at the MTA at the school, and she was like having like a party, and she was about to she let me like cater her party whatever the case may be, and then in the process like she found out she was pregnant, her like parents kicked her out, grandparents, all that other stuff, so she had nowhere to go. So one day she called me, and she's like, she want to go to a shelter. And I was like, I don't know anything about shelters. And Tasha, in the background, tell her to come here. Tell her to come where? <laughs> Which, why she, why she coming here? Why she coming here? Why she coming here for? She gotta come here? She's like, no, go get her. Go get her! And bring her back? <laughs> <laughs> so we went, you know, um, got her, brought her back. And it wasn't like, oh, we're going to establish like these ground rules. Like we, we did what we thought we needed to do as parents. Like she was about to have a kid. She was what, like 17, I think. So we went out, you know, got her a phone, got her an iPhone. Like we did all, all that stuff. So it's like, I get how you feel. It's like, yo, so I'm doing all this. Where the hell is mine? So when you said it, I'm like, oh shoot, here come the tears. Like I knew they was about to come. <laughs> but it's like, like even with that, like even when, like with some of my guy kids, like, like I said, like I, I, I don't know if y'all quit it, but I turned around, looked at Tashira, and she looked at me, and I turned back around because she looked at me. So if I stood up for three more seconds, I was gonna cry in the corner. I wasn't gonna cry in the car. I was gonna <laughs> cry in the corner. But it, like it, it's, I love all my god kids, and it's like I, I don't, I don't treat them like any kind of way because of like what we're going through. But it's like at times where it's like, sometimes it's like ah, I can't be god dead today, like. <laughs> But I mean, like I said, like, it's it's a trigger, and not that. First of all, y'all, we not y'all not even on the table in this conversation. But it's like you got situations where it's like, like when if I know that this is something that I desire to do, I think it's easier to get to a point where you begin to criticize other people and say that they're doing it wrong, and it's not like it's an intentional thing, but it's like sometimes it's like you're not, like you're not. You're not doing that right. Like you're not you're not dadding. Like you're not you're not momming. But it's like certain situations like, yo, you just ain't shit. Like you just you know, so I mean it's 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 a trigger, but it's like I, I don't no matter how I feel, I don't have any like any ill will any will feelings to any of my god kids because it's like it's not them. It's it's the other kids. The others. I I can't. F them kids. That's how I be feeling sometimes. Other people kids. F them kids. <laughs> <laughs> I know my, my oldest is actually going to start into the podcast. And I, I'm going to tell him, 
uh, sometimes I feel like f mine because I'm like, yo, we got we got we got stuff we got stuff we want to do. We got places we want to go. If y'all not on the right time, we out. Screw y'all. But um, go ahead. to 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 comment. Um, I remember me and Tasha had conversations where she would like ask questions about like adopting and stuff like that. I'm like, I don't. I'm not about to just hand pick. A murderer, like <laughs> I don't know where these kids come from. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, like, that's like that was my that was that, like that was my sentiments. Like I don't I don't know these because I, I'm, I'm a, I believe that like you're so yeah. Like, I, I've cracked it, you know, cracked the jokes. Like I, I don't I don't want to hand pick a murderer. Like I don't want I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. If it gets to that point, I don't mind doing that. As much as I don't want to because of genetics and hereditary things and stuff like that, if if we have to do that, I'm down to do that. You want to speak on that, sis? All right, so we are definitely going to go back to that. But we might as well just go into that one and make the other one. I got you. I got it. It makes sense. It makes sense. It makes sense. So for me... Other alternatives, we have been, um, we thought about other alternatives. We were offered, um, my sister, my sister smoked too much weed for me to do that. Um, my sister, my sister, my sister offered, she, she said she would carry her baby for us. Her sister said, but it's not, my whole thing was, I was okay with it. Like, it was something that I was like, okay, cool. If that's what my, if that's what Monty wants to do. But then it, and a lot of people don't understand this, and I ha- didn't understand it at first. It robs her of the experience of the exactly of the experience, the the the, the baby shower. It robs you it. too. Bro. I, I would. I, I mean, would. it does, but the carrying, the carrying, the, the, the bonding, the kicking, the kickin', the, I, the, the, the 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 pictures and all that other stuff. I get that. I just don't want you to act like or think that. For us men, that is not as important, or is not. You see what I'm saying? True. It's, it, it's definitely we have like they got their own experience. We have our own experience yeah. too. I, so I don't want you to ever think that just because we men and you got to do what you got to do that the experience is not worthy of us to have our own moments as well. Yeah. And I, I don't, on on your point. That's Seth, my baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, to your point, Steph, I I think that um, personally, I feel I feel kind of divided on it, like going sur- the surrogacy route or going adoption. Um, but I'm I, my conflict is between like, do you want that experience, or is it or is the desired end state more important? You know, is it is it that we want we want this nurturing experience of carrying a baby, or do we want a baby that's ours? You know what I mean? And it's like that that's the decision, or that's the um, the question that you have to ask yourself. Um, do you want the entire experience? Yes, but if you can't get the entire experience, um, you know, do you want do you want that baby? Do you want that child? And and how important is that to you? You know, to have this child that's yours. Even though you may not have carried that baby, but at the end of the day, that baby's got your DNA. It's got your wife's DNA. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, that's the you know the the juxtaposition, if you want to, that, that would, big word juxtaposition. I would definitely do it for my loved one. Mm-hmm. Be a surrogate. Yeah, um, me. I mean, I'm married now, so it's like we would have to have a conversation. But 
Sorry. I mean, like, if Amani couldn't carry, I would carry for her. She did. That's how deep my <laughs> love goes for her. We, we I mean, I could go. I could go through the the, the pregnant with JJ again. Nasty <laughs> behind. <laughs> 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 Put that put right. my kid in the head. Yeah, 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 nothing. So how do you feel about the um, other alternatives? <laughs> I know it's other alternatives out there and even with my own sister offering to carry my baby. I know it would be my baby, but it's just not really the same. Like you have a surrogate, somebody else carries your baby and then you get to bring the baby home. And now everybody that didn't necessarily know the story or know the issues, now it's just like I went to the store, picked out a baby, came home and now it's my baby. Like it's no it doesn't add up necessarily and but then it leaves more explaining on top of explaining or you explain it make it always some people fucking business yeah i mean yeah but everybody doesn't mean it from a bad part that's even like my niece who's five asked me well why you don't want to have a kid she's five mm -hmm. and five, i five take as cutting questions my <laughs> puppy being my kid she said no like you don't want a real human kid like me and my sister and meanwhile, I'm in the kitchen trying to make them breakfast and trying to hold it together. Like, just don't ask nothing else. Like, stop talking. You know what like, I Like, she mean it as a bad place. She's five. She won't understand it even if you tried to explain it. Mm -hmm. But yeah. it's just like. But some adults won't even. Some some adults yeah. won't even understand if you try to explain it. True. That's like, true. like, love my grandma to death. My grandma would sit and ask the same question. Are you going to give me any great grandchildren? And I'm just like, cuz, stop asking me that cuz. Like, don't, don't do that big cuz. Like, but it was, she did it. Like, I even had suggested that we be foster parents. But then Monty made a very compelling argument against it. She said, I don't want to be a foster parent. Love on this kid for a year. And then they, they say, oh, the parents is doing well. And then snatch the baby, or the, the kid out the life. I'm going to jail, that's and my then, child. And then... <laughs> She said she's her mom works for uh, DHS, so she's had she's heard stories where the somebody has the somebody takes good care of the child for what was what two three years or something like that, mm -hmm. and their mother cleans themselves up two two weeks later after they took the baby out out, the, out of the foster house the the child was dead. Well, like either way, I'm going like to do you know how like, I can only imagine of how bad that foster parent must felt. Because, like, I've been taking care of you. We're finding my care for two, three years. Your mom comes back two weeks, and you're no longer here on this earth. Yeah, that, that's hard, especially when the kid starts excelling. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, the kid starts, the kid gets a normal home, normal foundation. Mm -hmm. And then the parent is like, for whatever reason, like you said, they cleaned up for a couple of weeks. And it's like, oh, yeah, I want my kid back now. And it's like just ripping this child out of your hand. It's like you see the child thriving. Why, why would you even want to bother that child? And then, and then. Two weeks later, they find the child is dead. That that is some heartbreaking shit right there. I mean, I cannot imagine the mindset or the mentality, the mental state that the person had to be going through. And I, I agree. I'm like, yo, I can't. I, the cops will have to kill, not kill me, but the cops will have to come find us on some kidnapping shit in Mexico or some shit because I don't think that's fair. I really don't. But I mean, I mean, I felt that way minus the child dying, but I felt that with 
that taking care of somebody and then them being gone and it's just like but I did all this <laughs> and I did cold it good like I felt that yeah it's like now I feel cold now I feel empty I've, I've felt that so I, I can attest like that's that would be rough yeah alright we'll move on I mean like well just just to put a bow on it you know it's it's a it's a delicate topic because people have a lot of um, people have they have preconceived notions on what it what it means to have a baby, carry a baby to term, and all these different things. So it's like when you when you divorce that part of it, it's like, do you do you still want a baby? You want to carry the baby? You know, if you can't carry the baby, do you still want a baby? If you um you know if you can't have a baby through any other means, um do you want somebody else's baby? And it's like. It it asks it puts people in a very um, in a very weird place where it's like yo like I do want a child but do I want you know if I can't carry the child this is still my child mm-hmm. it's like it's your genetic material it's like <laughs> Rome had this conversation it was hilarious he said he he's like listen if he was the adopted kid and the child would wake up at the end of the bed with a knife he gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> you did say that. He's like, yo, you did. But that's not how I did. I did that. You what I'm saying? I'm saying, yo, that was funny. It's not funny, listeners, but when and when we had that conversation, that was funny. Well, how old, how old would how old would you adopt? Like, if you if you were to adopt, what at what age? If I can adopt, yeah, I want a baby. You want yeah. a baby, baby, like infant. Yeah, like I mean, I want to, I want to give that imprint of love from day one. Yeah, because because like like you figure, and the the the, I don't have like the statistics. The average person that gives up their baby at birth, by the time they come and look for the baby, it's fifteen twenty years later. Mm-hmm. You're not even gonna know where to find me at fifteen twenty years mm-hmm. from, you know, this particular date. And in that situation, would you be willing to? Tell the child that they were adopted, or no. would you wait for them to ask you? Uh, no, if, if you're a baby, so what these new kids? Baby, don't have your nose. <laughs> these new yeah. kids, don't, don't, don't have, don't have <laughs> I got you. I got don't you. have your wife's eyebrows. These like. these new kids, smart as hell. Yes, hmm. might wake up one day, Daddy. I don't look like you. I don't look like mommy. Where I'm from? <laughs> hey, mommy. <laughs> we have a conversation. <laughs> like I don't. Tommy said that we don't have the same skin color. <laughs> That's what they said. Or, or no, it might it might be something trickier than that. Like so, I swabbed both of y'all toothbrushes, and I swabbed my mouth, and I got a twenty three in me, and it said that we not related. How, how, you, got some, you got some explaining to do, Ricky. I don't know how we're reacting. Like, I don't know how to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, if I found out I was adopted, I would be crushed. So it's like my whole life. Like, I'm yeah. My whole life was a lie. It was nature versus nurture though. And I get that, but that don't mean they gonna get that. Truth. Truth. I wake up, oh yeah, well, Sarah not your mom and Jerry not your dad. So who is these niggas? Like <laughs> we all fight like it's, it's a it's a lot that comes with that. I don't it does, know. It is a lot like, to I unpack. I, I don't know. I'll have to be in a situation. Like I can't I'll have to answer for you. Yeah, I'll be in a situation. Yeah. I probably would, I definitely would um tell that they were adopted. I wouldn't do it until they're older, though. Cause I How old like is older? 18. Oh. <laughs> because at this point, at that point, you're an adult. You're an adult. Wow. So I hear you, right? 
If your 18-year-old self found out that your mom and dad would... If your 18-year-old self found out that your mom was not your mom, how would you react? My mom, she loved me since I was knee-high. What is it? Knee-high to a horse's whatever it is? I don't know. He didn't ask you that. That's not what I asked you. No, how would you react? Here's the question. Let me finish. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Whatever the saying is, knee-high to a horse's whatever it is, I wouldn't care. Because you loved me unconditionally there like a parent should have ever since I was young. So you don't you don't think that you would ever in the back of your mind think where is or why my parents didn't want me and like So that's the normal thing, but but that anger isn't gonna to be towards your adopted parent. Gotcha. Because okay. your adopted parent sought to love you enough that you weren't born of their DNA and loved you as if they you were their own. Did not treat you any different. Especially if they have kids kids of their own are you thinking about it as if like situations got deeper like if they need like a blood transfusion or something did i say that right yes mm-hmm. if they need to go there but that is a there is a great point well, now if I, i'm 18 my blood type is o negative so oh so we good yeah. yeah so we good we gotta worry about that so that yeah so your mama got your blood. i'm gonna keep it i'm gonna keep it 100 if i found out something like that right, look, oh, hold on <laughs> For, I, I, for, it would make sense for to people me, who I'm, don't I'm an know alien. what that mean. <laughs> what you mean? So you don't know your blood type? I don't know my blood type. But what do O negative? What that means? Anybody can get it. So if your blood type is AB positive or AB negative or A negative or B or whatever the case may be, because I'm O negative, I can give you blood. Yeah, me, but me the only thing is, I can't get blood from everybody else. Yeah. I can only get O negative blood. I think I'm O But I can give my blood to anybody. It don't matter what you're doing. I think O positive. I think O positive is the same as O negative, but I can get blood, I believe, from anybody. I think I figure out how O positive works. You can only get blood from positive. Yeah, from positive. Yeah. So if you A positive, I can get blood from you. I need to Except make a doctor's appointment. <laughs> you don't even have to make a doctor's appointment. You, you can just donate blood. Oh, bro. Yeah, yeah. I'm about to say that. Just donate blood. Um, they'll tell you. They'll tell you what your blood type is. They call her all the time because you know my blood type. You see how he acts? I was like, I was looking at you too. I thought you had to know everything else. I don't know your blood type. I'm a fool. You know my blood type? You know my blood type? What? I may have known. I don't know either. It's okay. I would just ask you if you knew my blood type. What's your blood type? I really don't know. We, we should go to bed. Y'all know each other's blood type? I apologize. No, she just yeah. don't know. Well, I just found different. out okay. with all the testing for the baby. They just told me. You know, Jordan's blood type? They just told me a whole lot of stuff. What? What's his blood type? I don't remember. So I don't even understand Don't crucify me. Yeah, we got uh, we so, so, just, so just real. Everybody come back next week with their blood so yeah real, real quick I, I just learned that um as time went on blood make you related loyalty makes you family you know what i mean like the people that's loyal to you that that's your family for real for real so even if you find out like oh yeah you know these are you know these are my adopted parents guess what if they've been holding you down and they've been good to you your whole life like that that's they that's your family Point blank, period. All right, so we're going to go ahead and move on. Oh, I'm sorry, Mommy. I just wanted to say when you were saying, like, what are people going to, what are people going to say? What are people going to think? Then you got to explain. I've learned, and you probably know this as well, but, like, people are going to say things regardless. Mm -hmm. So whether you are able to push a baby out or adopt anything, borrow one from me, whatever that looks like, they're always going to have something to say. 
our neighbors literally just acted like they didn't know I was pregnant and put on this whole facade and then came running over here when they seen us with the baby, seen us walking in with the stroller 20 times and then came over with like this whole made up story of what they thought was going on. But like people are always going to talk. So just do you. Moral of the story. Fuck Whatever that looks like. Do, do you. Whatever you decide to do today or tomorrow, just do you. Because you don't have to lay down with anybody at the end of the day except you and your husband and take care of your baby. So just all y'all. Do y'all. At work. Um, my boss. <laughs> you moved the mic off. Because I, you know, no, 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 be good. Uh, Wait a minute. Me and my boss had a conversation because he asked me like, yo. You, you don't want kids? And I'm like, I do. So but I don't think that we're going to have kids. He's like, well, why not do it fertility? Like, I didn't like explain to him like everything. Bitch, you give me another fucking nigga. <laughs> That's what I'm getting. You got to do it. <laughs> so, and, like, I'll bring for the doctor. <laughs> i bring the bill too. <laughs> so Make like, that uh, shit work. <laughs> He's like, have you thought about infertility now? He's like, have you thought about, uh, uh, what's it called, in vitro? Is that Fertility treatments. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, dude, just use the insurance. I said, dude, do you have our insurance? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, like, it's not, it's, it's not that easy. So he's he like, did the so research, you like, insurance and covers IVF? our insurance doesn't cover, because if our insurance would have covered, you'd have been on mine's. Do you hear me? Hello. Does your insurance <laughs> cover IUI? Who's that? Do you actually cover IUI? That might be it. Yeah. I'm on her insurance now. Okay. I love it. My I'm on her insurance. Okay. Oh really? Yes. So 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 yeah. This, this, this is adulting rule. This is adulting one hundred and one from the old heads. Um, always try and get the top tier insurance. Oh yeah, that's fast. But sometimes oh. that top tier don't cover nothing. It really don't. Actually, I got the top tier dental, and you've seen when we talk yo, about no, that. Dental, dental, don't, dental don't mean it, nothing. Shut up, man. Now, all, listen, everybody. Dental, all, all dental. All dental is garbage. Yeah. No. All, yes, it is. All my dental, his his dental insurance is paid for his shit. I gotta come out of pocket. Yeah, I paid. So my dental insurance literally is paying sixty percent for my for my braces. At sixty percent, that's what I'm saying. Where it should be paying my, like eighty. Yeah. Oh damn, because <laughs> mine ain't sixty percent ain't that bad. I know it's, it's better than it's, trust me, it's, it's better probably, than thirty. Yeah, <laughs> it's better than 30. I, she laughed at me. But, I said, "How much? How much is my insurance paying?" She was like, <laughs> <laughs> "She did this." <laughs> Not and I was in my uniform. She's like, man, ma'am. So, so what, what is it called? I, 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 IUI, intrauterine insemination. We got it. We got well, it. it will, it will cover the IUI, but it will only cover one round of IVF. And how many rounds is it? How many? How many rounds of IUI? Ooh, that They'll only cover one. two rounds of IUI. Um, IUI, when we did IUI, it was like what? It was like, it's like two grand. It's like, IUI is like two grand. That two grand in total was, or? That was, no, that was the, that was our responsibility. The two grand. Per month? No. That just, was for, that's just for, for the treatment alone. Yeah. When we, when I was at my former job. So how many rounds do you typically need though? Well, it depends, depends, depends on, on, if, on if you get pregnant. If you get pregnant. Yeah. We did three rounds. So I'm giving you $2,000. Hypothetically. 
and it might not work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then round two, I gotta give you what? Ten thousand. Oh, because the number rounds. Gotcha. Another two thousand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then if that don't work, we break the bank. No, no, you, no. no more right. By the time no, she said two. I think she said it covered no, two. If that yeah. doesn't work, then the, we could go to IVF, but it only covers the treatment of IVF. It not the drugs. Doesn't cover the medication. The medication is very expensive. Yeah, medi- medication um, is like the medication can be like twenty five. It will not cover genetic testing um, or anything like that. And that that's the other point that I wanted to make. But let's you know, let's, let's stay on let's stay on the drugs and, and the you know, Mr. Saucy out here, real for real for real. Yeah, he out here repping. Um, <laughs> you still take Debbie, Sorry, y'all. But you don't take Debbie yet. But it's like cash. He, he probably got cash yet for sure. He do. The yeah, insurance, yeah, but the drug, it, yeah. the, like the insurance of it. No, no, no. Um, for for like the IUI, essentially, like I said before, IUI is when they time her ovulation, yeah. and then they take your boys, they take your swimmers, and they shoot them up there, mm-hmm. like they put them like right there at the tippy top, and then they kind of go and do like they don't have as far to swim as do, if they swimming from the bottom. Do right? that hurt? Like does Actually, that does that yes. hurt? It cramps. It cramps. It feels like a cramp. So gotcha. when a woman goes to her OBGYN and she gets a Pap smear, they use a speculum. So the same thing for IUI. It's that silver thing. That's, no, oh You they put a they put a speculum inside of you. And then they put a long catheter mm-hmm. with your partner's sperm and they inject that catheter into your uterus and they push the sperm through. You are not sedated. You are not medicated. This mm-hmm. is literally just mm-hmm. the level of procedures that women have to go through vaginally without medication, pain relief. It's ridiculous. That could be a whole nother podcast episode. Yeah, like the mechanicals. But the And then you just lay there for about five to ten minutes and then they tell you, okay, well, you'll come back and... I think it's like 10, 10 days, days and then they start drawing your blood which is called a beta test yeah, yeah, and the HCG beta test is testing you for your hcg mm-hmm. hcg is the chemical that they use to determine if you are pregnancy that number will come up as a number what that the stand number for, is yeah. supposed huh what that stand for hcg oh don't get me to lie on that <laughs> don't get me to lie on that but <laughs> they will for instance when we had our ectopic pregnancy Okay, we need an AGO. No more They um your numbers are supposed to double every two days when you're pregnant. So when we had our HCG, the only reason why we got it as early as we did is because I started spotting. So I went to the doctor. My HCGs were not doubling at all. They were lowering. So that told my doctor she's having a miscarriage. She's losing this pregnancy. But when you're pregnant, it's supposed to double. So it will go from four hundred to six hundred to eight hundred to a thousand every two days and when you're in the midst of working with a fertility clinic that is their job to test your betas every two days for at least the first two weeks that they find out that you're pregnant to make sure that that pregnancy is viable if your numbers do not double your pregnancy is no longer viable meaning your baby is not going to make it or if your yeah. HCG so level H- starts too low. Yep. Yeah. So not HCG stands for. Yeah, take. I'm sorry. So HCG stands for human core ionic gonadotropin, which is basically the, the hormone that is associated with the creation of an embryo. So. So but, do they reach out to you like every day to tell you what the numbers are? You get blood tested. You get blood tested, and then they call you that day and tell you what your numbers are. So every time I went through an IUI, I would get my beta test done, but it was only one test I had to get done. And they would tell you, like, we literally would get the phone call. Okay, we have your news. You're not pregnant. Mm -hmm. So it's like you go through the emotion of 
getting the insurance to approve it because insurance approving you to go through a fertility specialist is a whole nother ball game because mm-hmm. <laughs> they have to see that you have gone to a gynecologist mm-hmm. and you've tried with the gynecologist for at least and you're, a year for at least a year mm-hmm. before they will even allow you to start seeing a fertility specialist you have to you have to mm-hmm. try to get pregnant for at least a year before naturally you are determined infertile yep then un, then insurance unlocks the money for you to go to see a specialist then they run all the tests and then they do all the nonsense but I got, go, no, ahead. Sorry. go ahead. No, go ahead. ask your question. This is for y'all. Because um, we don't have this on the, on the, on the docket or on the questions. How do the doctors treat y'all as black women? Have y'all came across good doctors that actually explain it without sounding too medical or, or sounding too straightforward, not... not like focused or like not catering to y'all emotions like do all y'all deal with so like- I, I have a special case because i worked in OBGYN and fertility so i worked with those doctors so gotcha. with me working with them for so many years and them seeing it they just had conversations with me because they knew me and they did test on me and it was kind of like we got you like don't worry about it like we're not gonna run this through your insurance and stuff like that um, because I worked there. So it was different because I was watching them do it for other women and then them answering the questions that I had as well. Um, and that's where your primaries are? They, uh, where you worked at? What do you mean? Your primary doctor? So my primary is with Jefferson, but I worked at like the OBGYN. So it's, gotcha. Gotcha. It's, yeah. So since her is in game, why she's. I, since she is different. Which is the cardiologist, right? Yeah. That shit. Yeah. 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 I feel like it's out of line. Mm-hmm. It pisses me off. Like we all, like me and my wife know that we are plus size. We big. Yeah. Don't be like, well, maybe if you don't, don't. Well, maybe if you lose weight, shit. Don't, don't. I hate, I hate that. Like, 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 I, like I'm not trying. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we, like what? Like, like yo, I'm trying. Like I didn't just go a whole month without having soda. Like, like. Yeah, but that, I'm trying. But you know what? I should have lost and a lot of times people a lot of um <laughs> overweight people don't even go to the doctors because they will make weight the problem for any medical exactly. condition exactly. that you have My when your weight wait. won't even be the reason for why real. you could have some of these conditions exactly which so is there why are skinny yeah. people that are yeah. diabetic so what is the excuse for you being diabetic and fat it's like i'm or here for just, alopecia it, it doesn't matter <laughs> maybe so, you some weight <laughs> They they try to make it seem like you have to be at a certain BMI um, for you to be healthy when that's that's just not the reality at all. Yeah, go, right. go ahead and continue because every time you go to her, she pisses me off. I mean, it's a job technically not to be for you to be in a healthy weight range. That's where they at baseline. If it's nothing else that points in the direction of the diagnosis. Man. Then they use weight as a baseline. I thought you said babe. I thought you said babe. No. Well, he was looking a hole, a hole through me. Now. 
I was just looking. I was looking at both of y'all. The only part for me, like, I originally got (laughs) sick. I was four days before my 26th birthday. So then after I got discharged from the hospital, went to a follow-up cardiologist. The first question he asked before he went the right prescriptions for medicine, well, do you want to have kids? I mean, it was in the plans. It wasn't, I didn't think there was going to be the question asked before you prescribe medicine. Mm-hmm. So for the longest, since that was the plans, it was like, oh, well, we can't give you this class of medicine. Mm-hmm. But then I switched and went to Temple Cardiology. And she's like, well, you could get one of medicine if you want to have a kid and we can take you off. Which was confusing to me. Because at first, for years, y'all wouldn't diagnose it. Then I switched to another cardiology practice where you telling me I could take the medicine, then decide I want to have kids, come off of it. And y'all switch it or fix it to where it's though everything is still cool. My only hookup with that is the cardiology said there's no other medicine that will do the job of the medicine that I'm on now. So I've been on the same medicine for years now and not, the ejection fracture hasn't changed. So you're going to switch medicine that might possibly help, but not do the job of the medicine y'all claim is the best medicine that I'm on. And then on top of that, I'm going to get pregnant and add extra stress on my heart than what's already there. Mm. So then it's like high risk from the moment I decide to stop taking the medicine all the way Try through. to get pregnant. Like the moment I come off, everything is just on high alert. Damn. And I'm already you extra already, cautious when you it comes wound up. Yeah, it's just like I'm already extra cautious. Hey, 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 stop running so damn fast. Like, you know how you got a kid and little when they get they first get diagnosed with asthma, and you be like, hey, hey, cut that shit out. But I mean, it, it, it's the same because, like, like I said, it was a few days before her birthday, and. The next, she got, she went to the hospital, she was discharged, what, it was the next day or the next, the, yeah, it was the next day. The next day. Let's go do this, let's go do that. You will sit your ass down somewhere? Yo. <laughs> the, the doctor just told you that you were having fucking heart shit and just sit your ass down. Hold I'm up, hold up. my birthday. No! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got, I, I wanted to say, hold on, I wanted to say one thing when it comes to like the pain for the fertility treatments and all the other stuff, it's such a racket. Mm-hmm. Especially on the IVF side. So I was saying before like I was saying before, IVF by itself, just IVF, the treatment, the drugs and all that stuff, um, A can be like twenty grand. Mm-hmm. Um before B, medication. Before medication. That's what I was told. Um B by itself it's a coin flip. Fifty fifty shot that it'll work, right? You have to do, in order to get that extra 20% that I'm always talking about, you have to do the genetic testing. That's an added cost. It's like another two grand. It's 2000 just to get that. To do the genetic testing. Are you it, basically paying for the science of this shit? Uh, essentially. Essentially, you're paying for the science. It's, and, and it's the, invasive. And the crazy part about it is that if that two grand is a difference between a person spending another 20 grand to do another round of IVF, why not just front the two grand for the genetic testing? You might as well. Like, it, it, like it's, if, if two thousand if dollars is the difference between a fifty percent likelihood of getting pregnant and a seventy percent likelihood of getting pregnant, yeah, and you're already deep in it. Like you already that deep in it. Yeah. Why not just roll that into the insurance? Why not roll the drugs into the insurance? Agreed. Like it's already been proven that this stuff works. 
But wow. y'all want to y'all want to just run people through the ringer. Like we got we have people that live very close to us that are on what they second, third round, or oh, fifth round, twenty, and they paying out of pocket. That's a hundred. That's a hundred bands that they paid on this. And, and they just and they'll be like. Oh, you can't just ask friends for twenty thousand dollars. Bro, I hate. Bro, don't, don't tell me who that is. You know, got twenty thousand. Like, I don't know nobody that just got twenty thousand. Yo, you got twenty thousand. Yeah, because that everyone's gonna be carrying the baby. Let me hold you. So I can get it. Everyone's about to hand it over. It's one of those things that nobody donating twenty thousand dollars. When you when you gotta like IVF wasn't. I didn't I didn't want to go to a fertility specialist. I was like, no, I'm not ready to do that. Even though my friend who had twins with IVF was like. Just go to an RE. That's the abbreviation for reproductive endocrinologist. I was like, I'm not ready. I'm going to just try the old-fashioned way. And I kept waiting, and I kept waiting, and I kept waiting. And now that I'm here, I'm like, all right, I have to accept this. But companies need to make their insurance more accessible to have IVF or whatever fertility coverage readily available for any couple that wants to have a baby. I'm really fortunate that the job that I have now their fertility coverage is really, really amazing. Um, but at my previous job, it wasn't. And the reason why we didn't want to go straight into IVF was because it was twenty grand, and we had just bought a house. Mm-hmm. We don't have $20,000 just sitting around just to say, oh, it's fine if we lose it and we don't get pregnant. No, it's a serious investment. It's a mm-hmm. serious thought that goes into it. But with the, with the, you asked the question about the healthcare providers and how mm-hmm. they treat us as black women. Mm-hmm. I have been very, very, very intentional about every single healthcare provider that I have picked throughout this whole entire me wanting to get pregnant because the black maternal mortality rates are going higher and higher. And what that means is that more black women are dying during childbirth. So I need a squad, I need a tribe. And I told him, I was like, it's not just the OBGYN, I want a doula. We gonna have to pay out of pocket for that. I was like, but I need someone there for me that has been with me through this entire journey and doesn't just see me as another case walking into the hospital ready to deliver a baby. Because if I say I have pain here, oh baby, that's normal. Don't tell me it's not, it's normal. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm trying to communicate to you how I'm feeling and you're dismissing it because I've seen 5011 women have the same issue, you can't count me in that. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I also have PCOS. I'm also running high blood pressure right now. I don't know why, but I never had it. But all of a sudden, I got it. And I'm high risk because I'm 40. I'm technically medically overweight by their standards. So I'm high risk automatically. The fertility clinic we're with now, amazing. Like, they're very gentle with us. Um, You know, I make it a point to be known. Like, you're going to know. If I call you, you're going to know it's a daddy calling you. Because I don't want to be just another number ever in my life with Mm -hmm. anybody. I'm going to have to go to an MFM, not an OBGYN, because an MFM is a maternal maternal fetal medicine. When you're high risk, you have to go to a maternal fetal medicine specialist because they deal with high risk pregnancies. My regular OBGYN can't deal with my pregnancy. Did you know about an MFM before all this? Yes, I have a best friend that's a gynecologist in North Dakota. Because certain stuff like that, a lot of people don't know about it. I only know about it because Tashira. Nope, a lot of people don't know about it. Because of she's working. And the MFM that I chose to work with actually is the MFM that shares the same office as my fertility specialist. It's a black woman. She has great... It was in... Even choosing the hospital. Like, choosing a hospital, thinking thinking about my child. What if my child needs to be in a NICU? What level is your NICU? Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. Is my child going to have to be flown to CHOP because your hospital can't handle it? I've been thinking about this stuff so much because it's so important. Like yeah. the obsessiveness. The obsessiveness. Yeah. So this part, the obsessiveness, comes in handy. But it actually works out in your benefit. And even someone that I went to high school with, she posted on Instagram and was like, I'm about to give birth. Like, what are some things that um, I should do? And I remember talking to her and saying, if you tell them that you're in pain or you don't feel well or something doesn't feel right to you and they tell you it's normal, document who said it, when they said it, how many times they said it, because mm -hmm. they ignore black women. <laughs> they really do. They and sure you have are. to go into these doctor's offices and yeah. say, what's your um, maternal fetal, uh, what's your, your death rate? And out of that death rate, how many of those women have been black women? Mm -hmm. Mm. You can't be scared to ask these questions. I don't care if you're sitting yeah. in front of mm. a white person, a Chinese person, an Indian. I don't care what mm -hmm. their ethnicity is. You need to know, you know, what their handle is. I was looking for like a new doctor and I was looking on some website where it literally broke down the statistics. And one of the women that I like was looking at said zero black patients. I said, okay, well, I, I can't see you. Nope. Because mm -hmm. clearly <laughs> there is an issue if you don't have no Not black patients whatsoever. Yeah. That's bold. No. Yeah. That's why I asked that. That's why, that's why I specifically asked that. Because when we was going through the whole, like when Harold was coming, um, when we was going through it, the doctors was cool. She actually had to switch doctors. Because one of the doctors was, uh, she was fairly older. She was like 40s. Yeah. So she switched to a younger so doctor who was still white, but she was all on Shar's side. Mm -hmm. So like we, we, we rocked out with her. Shout out to Dr. Grimes and like and all. Um then she listened? No, but maybe I'm gonna shout maybe, her out maybe anyway. Somebody who listened, maybe somebody yeah. I'm, I'm just you know I had a I had a spill if she listened. It was you know Yeah, well I'ma get to I'ma get the doctor away. So, <laughs> so yeah, so if anybody here and they hear oh let me get Dr. Grimes if I go to Lincoln no, I'm rock yeah. with her because she really was all in with Shar. And I think she was your homie doctor too, wasn't she? Or she was my homie or my sister, homie. That. <laughs> that's that's I, it. I think I think she yeah. was. I'm not. Yeah. So she. Yeah. Her. Yeah. One of her friends had a baby the same day. Hero came, and they had the same doctor as well. Mm -hmm. But um, then once we got, once he was here, and. She was going through the whole breastfeeding situation. Like everybody was like so aggressive. We ain't had no black doctor at all. Like aggressive with breastfeeding. Yeah. All right, I'm confused. This like, well, so, you should be doing this. Well, why you don't know how to do this? Well, because it's my first. The child. baby's not like. Well, the baby has to do this before you leave the hospital. You gotta even do this. being and I'm physical. Like, well, like, like, like I'm sitting there and I'm watching and. I couldn't do much because like, I remember when like you gotta do this and this. Yeah, and this like and they, this. She, and the she, gotta, she was like, like grabbing Char boob hard as shit. Like, like what? Not even like on some like she really was like on some shit with like it. Like lactation specialist. Or yeah, whatever. like yeah. she was like. Mm. Did you deliver at a pro baby hospital, like a baby first hospital? I'm not sure if no, they're categorized as it, but. Yeah, but that was that was pretty like that was intense, man. And then we finally started going around the corner because that's a that's a chop unit around the corner, and it's what is four black doctors, four or five, four black doctors, doctors, and like, we took two. That's why I was saying hero and oh hero and uh, yeah. So okay. so shout out to Doctor Wade and shout out yes, to uh, Dr. to Doctor Sutherland. They listen. 
Doctor Wade. Doctor Wade. Doctor Wade. Yeah, I said it last week. You did? Yeah. Shout out Doctor Wade. Hold up, Doctor Wade. That's drama. Uh, Darry, before before Ann continues, can you just explain what? Why well, I asked that question? A well, what is a I asked that question because I know I heard that a lot of the baby first hospitals that are like pro breastfeeding that their lactation specialists can be really aggressive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like and like some hospitals I didn't know this. Some hospitals are like they literally will push formula on you the minute that you have a baby. <coughs> but there's hospitals that are so hemmed up on the mom breastfeeding mm-hmm. that it's almost aggressive. That's why I asked that yeah, question. Yeah, was, one of the lactation specialists was just too much. But then I had yeah. I had two while I was there. One of them was good. She was younger. Um, but she, the other and one, and that's the crazy thing. How the younger ones are even? Yeah, more the younger like, one. She was really, she was really good. Spanish girl. She was really, really good. But the the shit, other one, even when we went, when he was in the hospital for that week for the little child. fake ass weight problem that he had um the asian doctor the asian doctor i wish i got his name but shout out to him he was young he was actually a um dr men dr men works under or worked or got trained under dr wade right so shout out to dr wade again shout out got to dr wade <laughs> so yeah like he was just like like he was a student, what you call him? A, a, a resident. resident. A resident. Yeah, resident doctor. That, yeah. And he was just like all in. Like, everything he said was just like nurturing to us. Like, and we like, damn, like, that's He told dumb. us what we needed to hear, but it didn't come off as like cocky or... Like condescending. Right? Yeah. 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 So that's exactly why I because we went through... Gave us a couple through. options <laughs> it, it fit. And I was the same way. Like my once I I switched my OBGYN because I felt like she wasn't um, in my best interest. After I guess after a while after I got pregnant, so I switched to um, Doctor Grimes. But everybody for Hero, I sought out um, a whole black team, black doctors, everything for Hero. So mm-hmm. it's very important to do your homework, figure out. Um, who you are letting, I guess, essentially, your life is in their hands. So, mm-hmm. from the baby's doctors to your own doctors. I had no problem switching my OBGYN. And Anthony kind of was shocked because I've been with her for some years. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, no, she's done. Um, not a bad lady. Um, she knows her stuff. But mm-hmm. I felt like she wasn't she wasn't good enough for me anymore once I got pregnant. Yeah, I, think I feel like it's a whole different... You. Yeah, I think yeah. the office, mm-hmm. you gotta be, you have to be willing to call the audible. And be like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know what? You're not, you, you got to get you out of here. Because mm-hmm, I was telling her some things that I have been experiencing. And she said, oh, that's normal. The first, that's normal. I kind of like let it go. But I brought it to you multiple times. And then I'm giving you some follow-up symptoms. And you keep telling me that's normal. Well, that's not normal for me. And I've been coming to you for almost 10 years. And yeah. we've never seen this before. So don't tell me that's normal. What you just said, like mm-hmm. for whoever is listening, especially for the woman audience participants listeners who are however you want to deem yourself advocate for yourself mm-hmm. you if your instinct as women do not ignore it and also be very upfront with your healthcare practitioners you have, you if you're lie. a woman of color <laughs> tell them i am afraid of dying 
I am afraid that y'all are not going to take care of me properly. So if I'm concerned, I really need you to take me seriously. Mm -hmm. Tell them up front and don't be apologetic about it because guess what? Your copay is just a copay. Whoever, however, whoever you work for, they paying the big medical bill. I have to tell they paying them. the bigger yeah, portion. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling dizzy. Like the other doctor yeah. was like, "Oh, that that's normal. Well, that that's not that normal, but you'll be fine." I'm like, you know, I drive an hour away to go to work. If I'm dizzy, I might pass out, yep. and then I might crash, and then I might die, or I might lose the baby. So mm-hmm. what, what else are we gonna do? Mm-hmm. She didn't have an answer for me. I was like, "Yeah, um, I'm switching today. The, I'm um, switching." The so, nurse. I don't I'm know if you, you remember switched. the nurse mm-hmm. name that that helped you with the epidural who actually did it no not the one who did it oh that was just kind of like coaching me along now Mm -hmm. she was she was like half and half because like certain stuff Shar was like saying something to her and she was like all right that's a bit normal but when she actually like seen it in her face then she switched when she wanted to get the epidural she was like all right you get the epidural like she was just saying like all right i'll bring it in but then when she was like on the bed helping Shara go through it, that's when she was like, because the bull, he came in and explained the epidural process to the T. Like, I thought he was about to do this shit. Like, and it didn't go right. They yeah, because when T.Y. got right, it. They couldn't find the, the, the spine. They couldn't do this. They had yeah. to really stick me. I'm hunched over for like 45 minutes. Yes. Mm. He, it took, um, the baby's supposed heart to, rate was going down. I'm like, y'all about to kill my baby. Like, y'all yeah. got to figure it out. So that it, was another, it's me that and was pain another having to speak that, up for myself. Because yeah, like not when you there. Say, so I got to be like, all right, y'all got to stop. Or we got to do this. Yeah. And, and that's being in pain, you be. having to speak for yourself is like it's. I mean, I did it because, like you said, you got to be fearless. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I could read that little monitor, and it shows me that my baby's heart rate is going mm-hmm. down. It's on like a two, and it's supposed to be on like a hundred. So we gonna have to do yeah. something else. And they looking at me like, well, how she know that y'all think y'all going kill she, my baby while I'm here? Yeah, no. she the same one who brought two other nurses in. Yeah, like something. So is is at one point? At one point, she's like. Huh. Mm-hmm. But then the other point, she's like, "All right, let me listen she to this girl." girl. Yeah, yeah, she like. So I was like, "Damn, like, I don't like her, but I like her." Yeah. <laughs> like, can you but just I think be they're trained that way. It's yeah, to, please, to not, like, be consistent. Yeah, with I shit. think sometimes they're, or a lot of times they might be trained not to take us as black women serious. Yeah, like, well, somebody yeah. told me that it was said that black women's pain tolerance yeah, is supposed to be. That was a study was done a through study. the roof. Mm-hmm. That's why they don't give us um, narcotics. Uh, like pain narcotics like because that. we yeah. can take it. Dumb. If you go to like your yeah. local pharmacy, like I can't go down the street and get perks from 56 and chestnut right aid because they think we want to sell it or we want to abuse it but if you go out to radner mm-hmm. or king of pressure oh how many you need you know what babe the 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 chick with the how you grabbing sorry because it, it 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 struck when the the lady that the last lady we had that was pregnant where where where, where? when he and, was born mm-hmm. but she was pregnant mm-hmm. she was like every bit of what like eight nine months she was nine months actually she, she was about she to give she birth to go but she was the only one who came in and was like she was just reading shit like and was like all right we're gonna give you this we're gonna give you this we're gonna give you this everybody else was like how do you feel you feel like that 
You sure you're getting that? Well, is it on a one and two, then, Yeah, sure and then that determines. It's a 14. Yeah, that determines what medicine you're going to get. But the chick that was pregnant, she came in and was like. Because it hit her differently. She yeah, was, she so, was like, but she oh, was still white. And it was like, this. that's the like that's the so, type shit that I like. She was empathetic to your needs. Yeah. Because she understood that she's, she's like, going to be in that oh, same she, position. I guess they could read on the screen how heavy your contractions are. And she was like. You feel that? And I was like, yeah, I've been feeling it since 5 a.m. It's 9 p.m. Yeah, and that was and the she was next, like, yeah, oh, yeah. okay, like, let's, you know, let's do something. So, yeah, you definitely got to educate. Mm-hmm. And get a doula. I encourage people um, yeah. to get a doula. We didn't do the full experience, but I did pay for some classes. It was very um, useful and helpful to me. Um, Had your boy up there stretching. Yeah. I ain't feel fat. And don't let them tell you <laughs> that your doula counts as a support person. Your doula counts it, as a medical, medical professional. professional. And make sure your doula has rights to the hospital that you're delivering yeah, at, too. Exactly. How many support? Oh, they got to have two. rights. You usually get two. With COVID, they cut it down to one. But I think mm-hmm. some hospitals are back up to two. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean to come to the hospital with you? Yes. Oh, okay. All right, got you. Your doctor's gotcha. appointments and you stuff like that. Oh, okay. You pooping? Well, all right. Listen, another great episode. That was beyond great. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, yeah, that was mm-hmm. dope. High five, man. I guess I beat. Mm-hmm. I guess That's I beat Ed for most tears on the podcast. That's all right, brother. Definitely gonna get out of here. Um, thanks for looking out. Um, if you guys don't know, uh, thanks for looking out is anybody who you come who came across this past week. Who did something for you? It could be holding the door. It could be they listen. They they let you jump in line. They paid it for it. Whatever the case may be. Um, so babe, <laughs> who's your thanks for looking out? <laughs> my new job and my new bosses are my thanks exactly. for looking out. Queen. For me starting a job and it being a new job in November and leaving a job I was at for almost 10 years mm-hmm. and it only being less than a year that I was there and I'm seeing my potential and acting accordingly, thanks for looking out. So yeah, you remember the last time we was here and she said she just quit? Yeah. That's the same job that just gave her this, this $5 raise. Yes. I'm sorry, $5. $5. $5 raise. $5 In the words of my man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what's innocent about this. Um, one of my promotions, I think you got a promotion too, or did I think you just left and went to another job? Probably, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but when couples get promoted like like one behind another, it just be. Bro, yeah. I'm telling you, come with a whole new handshake. We came up with a whole new handshake. Getting them coins. I'm Mario, she Princess Peach. We get them coins. <laughs> Bro, she was like, yeah. She's like, I raised. So she was like, yeah. I'm like, how much did you tell? She's like, oh, I just told him, like, you know. But maybe twenty actually be good. Okay, that's 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 a good that's a good number. She came back. I said, so how was work? She like listen. <laughs> they gave me a five dollar raise. I said, we getting cool. <laughs> that's all I've been saying the whole weekend. I love it. Yeah. Um. This is gonna be petty. My thanks for looking out for Holly Rose, baby. We appreciate you, bro. <laughs> we appreciate <For> you. <laughs> we appreciate you. <laughs> and go ahead. 
Who's your thanks for looking out? Uh, I probably should have saved this for now then. But I, uh, good looking, Adairi, for uh, bringing this um topic to the forefront. Um, uh, yeah, I appreciate you for that. We, cause this was definitely a needed conversation, so. I appreciate that. I appreciate my wife for uh, letting Finally. me. Finally. <laughs> appreciate my wife for letting me open the or or how you say it? Open your home. Opening the home for oh, the, for the pod. Every time we have a group. A, 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 <laughs> oh, not that. <laughs> I got a big group heat. I got pod. heat for you, husband. I done popped this baby out. You ain't. I ain't. How many episodes did I say that? Uh uh-uh. uh. All I heard was generic. hero to hero, hero, hero. <laughs> that was me in the background. <laughs> I mean, I said it at least twice. All right. I need to read um, Yeah, for opening a home. Thanks, babe. Appreciate it. Chef. Did you go and skip your wife? Yeah, you oh, shit. You know, I think you're making a duty. My thanks. Or is it thanks for looking out? Mm-hmm. Thanks for looking out. Actually, goes. Um, well, I wanted to thank Anthony in general for everything that we've been going through <laughs> the past couple of months. I mean, you are, but you have to start getting up at night. Love you. Um, <laughs> but to my my mom. Um, my mom. <laughs> it's three people actually. Uh, my mom, my mother-in-law, and my sister-in-law. Um, my mom has been getting... And your re- sister. You, I heard the end Oh, I, I thought you... My bad. I, y'all like the same person, so four people, but two sisters. My bad. <laughs> is, it, is it me, Asia? Yes. Um, Can I finish? So, <laughs> my mom um, has been getting very acquainted with Hero, and she's been spending time with him she'll be keeping him when i go back to work um she's been sending over care packages my mother-in-law hasn't spent time outside of my home with him yet but she's gearing up you know she's been sending over stuff for him as well my sister-in-law has been calling hero every single day buying him stuff and Amani as well helping us out and trying to get to know him so i really really appreciate my ladies um yeah thanks Thank you, baby. Somebody cut an onion. Chef Ron. My thanks for looking out go to my You're wife. Um, it was uh, a situation that occurred last night, and I was pissed. <laughs> um, and so she. Oh, no, 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 no. we bringing the. Oh, what is he saying? Do we, do we need I was about to say the stroll on somebody? Oh, fuck up, you gotta hit the step on them. Not that. Situation. That game no, the no, 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 but he does. <laughs> anyway, um, it was interesting that occurred last night. It was interesting that occurred last night, and I was like, "Bro, I was pissed." And she literally asked me, "Was like, um, like she? I was venting or whatever, and then I stopped." And she literally asked me, "Like, is there anything I should get off your chest?" And I'm just like, "No, I'm good." 
But you know, the typical reaction is like, yo, I'm good, but we really don't be good. But in that moment, it was just like, I felt like it wasn't no point of like going back and forth about the situation. But I appreciated that. I really appreciate that. Ty, do you have a thanks for looking out? Um, <clears throat> um, so my thanks for looking out goes to my husband. Um, I have a and his security guards. <laughs> <fuck them up. laughs> I have a biopsy coming up oh, this God week. Um, and I've been really, really nervous, and my anxiety has been like through the roof about this procedure. It's a biopsy. Um, so I had to get an ultrasound done and they found some abnormalities and they want to biopsy it to make sure that it's not cancerous or precancerous. Biopsy um, it? Biopsy, yes. Yeah. I mean, so take what's a biopsy? They want to take, <laughs> take samples of the abnormality that they found. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, so I've been really anxious about that. <laughs> And uh, he's been very attentive, so thank you. You, you welcome. Yo, you're stupid. Gio, who's your thanks for looking out, sir? Oh, well, his wife. <laughs> <laughs> always. I'm always thankful to her. Um, I think this week, my, my thanks for looking out has to be, it has to be my wife. Um, she, <laughs> I can't, I can't even wait. You called it. You called it. Um, you know, this process, this IVF process has been very intense. And um, she's always been the rock of our household. And so, you know, uh, it's very simple. Like, thank you, babe. I mean, it's, it's either it's either a her or another foreman woman, my, my mother-in-law, because my mother-in-law is like, you you get a good you get a good mother in law or good in laws, bro. Bro, stay tuned for that. So coming up. Yo, you do good because every time you do that, it be the next episode. They didn't even know. Like I, I they didn't know. even know. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's a good one. All right, Foreman, let's do it. Uh. What is it again? My what? Uh, thanks for looking, thanks out. for looking out. My thanks for looking out is um, first off the top of my head is my coworker for covering me the way she did when I took all the time I needed to take to get the IVF treatments over the past couple of weeks. Um, and to you, because you have been, oh, I know, you have been a rock. You have been an absolute rock for me and literally letting me be where I need to be, how I need to be, when I need to be, and I appreciate you for that. That's dope. Your co-worker listen to the pod? I'm going to tell it to you. Yes. Yeah. Say her name so she good. Caitlin. So, Caitlin. Feel appreciated. Caitlin from the Bay Area. <laughs> Caitlin from the Bay. Is she in the Bay? Caitlin, I put us on Caitlin. So yeah, to everybody. Oh, look at who calling. Uh -oh. <laughs> Wrong one. Here. Uh -oh. <laughs> but no, on some serious stuff, everybody, thank you for listening to another episode of the Black Mary Mary Welcome Podcast. And take us out, bro. Yes, sir. You can follow us at BMM. Follow us at BMMW Podcast on all social media platforms. You can follow your boy on um all social media platforms ant underscore n dot i dot c dot e you cannot follow none of the wives on social media because you will get hurt so we only gonna say the fellas this uh, episode well like yeah um where else <laughs> did you say tiki taki uh, all social media platforms tiki taki too okay. all of them find me on instagram <laughs> and twitter petty underscore ruxpin r-u-x-p-1-n 
Rome, you, st you, st you still out? Yeah. He ain't out. Yeah. He ain't back yet. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't back yet. Um, Sabbatical I, King. It might be longer. Yeah. I, ain't mad right. I, I am on all platforms at who is Gio Johnson. All right. And like we said, we're not following nobody. So why is here? Because we will find you, though. I'm going to find a couple people anyway. Yeah. Goddamn eyes look like goddamn. <laughs> main man. Listen. Main man. I can see the thirst in your eyeballs. Fucking magnifying glass. We out. Kill you makes you strong